Welcome to Facehammer. This show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Hello and welcome to a mini-sode of Facehammer. It's me, Rush the Face, and Les paints like a fucking monster, Martin. <laughs> um, so we're just literally doing a little show about hobby. So we got the uh, White Dwarf with the uh, free model, and uh, we decided to paint it. I'm not entirely sure why, but um, yeah. Yeah, it was just, I think, a case of we, we, we got the White Dwarfs and we were like, I think we, we were both at a point where we hadn't done a lot hobby-wise for a while because... Of- well, fuck off, you've done loads. I mean, yeah, I always do loads of down. I mean, it's like a machine. It's what? like you've replaced sex with painting. Warhammer hobby wise. Warhammer hobby for a painting for a while, other than yeah, actually, definitely. But no, no, de- no, like Warhammer painting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've done, no, I've done nothing really. I've done a little bit of building with Infinity models, but I d- yeah, it was weird. I-, I think we've been waiting so long for something from Games Workshop that we want to get behind. And felt like, well, we've talked about it on the other shows and stuff, but it was like hobby, it was like being in like, um, hobby purgatory. Yeah. You kind of, it, not quite in hell. It's like you, limbo. But you it? don't feel alive, but you kind of, you're like you're waiting for something. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit strange. I kind of, um. It's just trying to get on board with that next project. It's sort of like, I did that Dark Half Army, and I, you know, to, to the point in which I was, I was happy, and it was like a speed painted, you know, get it on the table, which I was, I was generally really happy with. Um, but I, you know, it's, I was waiting for that next big project. You know, I, I, I've done three different armors now for Warhammer, and well, four if you count the Dwarf Army that it was a commission. But I've kind of been waiting for the opportunity to do, you know, to start the next one, the, the one that perhaps I spent a little bit more time on. Because I, I can paint a single model really well, but I always get bored halfway through painting armies. So I kind of w- w- was waiting for that next big push to to get into uh, the, the new army, the thing, the, the next big project. And I think mm-hmm. with your, your Harry the Hammer was was really good when it was South Coast, and you did the Darker Army, and then you've done a few sort of Infinity bits of Bob's, haven't yeah. you? I know, like, Terry was quite complimentary of him for a change, because normally he tells me I'm shit, doesn't he? But he was um, quite complimentary of him. Yeah, he said, he said I, like, I, um, if you painted an army like that, you'd be just clearing up prizes. It's, yeah, but it's, it's painting six models, isn't it? As opposed to painting 60. Or yeah, but... You, 60, you, so. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a different skill. But, um, so, I was in the boat of, I don't really know what I'm doing um, as well, and and like I had a weird thing where I basically the last thing I painted, and this is a bit sad really, was I like three coloured dipped some Morgasts for play one game, then I dropped out the tournament because I knew Eighth Edition was basically gone, and I just I just wanted it to be over, and I I didn't I wanted to do something, but then I felt gutted and I wasn't sure, and yeah, I just been a bit yeah, but anyway. It's hard to get excited when you don't know what's straight in the corner. So. For, yeah, for me, like the biggest thing, and I think I listened to Dwellers Below as well, and they t- touched on this, was the fluff. Yeah. Like, I, I don't understand. It's like, if you know Warhammer 8th Edition, 9th Edition's coming, and you know that the world is Warhammer, you can go, well, all right, I'll just, I'll just paint a few odd models, or, mm-hmm. you know, to keep, keep my, add, finish off some of the units I've got, and do some models, and, but yeah. then you're like, do I do I do that? I mean, it, I think, is there any point me 
doing that? I, I think it was Ginger Thunder said on the the Dwellers, didn't he? He was like, I, I don't even know how to theme an army now. Yeah, because uh, yeah, and I've said it before as well. I are you sorry, are they are they in? Do they have towns? Are they are they, are they humans? I mean, uh, are the landscapes got grass? Is it all weird magic planes of existence? I mean, what what is it? Um, and I think as well, it's been. And I don't expect Game Switcher to release like a tome of like a thousand words of all the entire history of the new world. Because even I found the fluff. You haven't got the big book, have you? Yeah. No, yeah. So the big book's got a lot more. I was reading it last night, and um, it's starting to make more of a world, and you can start to come up with some themes. And because the the book in the the Age of Sigmar starter set, the ninety-six page book, so like vague, oh, yeah. you just can't really think about what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I, I I had a go at reading it last night, and to be honest, I, I got like two pages in, and I was just like, I just can't read this. It was, I don't know whether I've been spoiled by reading sort of like the Corvus <laughs> Belly Infinity Rulebook, and yeah, you know, perhaps perhaps some of the other bits and pieces, but it was just it just read a little bit like, uh, you know, like a twelve year old go at fantasy fiction. Well, it is aimed at kids really isn't it? yeah you know and i just don't know i just don't, perhaps it's just that i'm in that that weird state where i don't really know what i'm doing and you know i can get on board with the you know the fluff and sort of like the the whole sort of like the background to what age of sigmar is a bit more when i'm a little bit more into it because at the moment i'm just dipping my toe in it perhaps if i was to like submerge myself in what we've got at the moment i'd be a little bit more excited about it i think you've got to get balls deep mate yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the way to go like just 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 get your hobby on and just embrace it. But anyway, we're we're on a tangent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, sorry. Um. So we painted the Stormcast Eternal miniature, and I I wasn't going to paint him, but no. I think you started yours, and I just thought, well, I haven't done any fucking painting for so long. It was almost bullying, wasn't it? I was like, come on. Man. But it wasn't just that. I was looking at the the Games Workshop ones, and I was like, man, these models look shit. <laughs> and I was like, I I'm sure that. It's not that bad a model. Surely it, it, it's they are quite cool. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to paint mine. And um, during the painting, we found out there was a competition, didn't we? Yeah, I think I, I did notice that Rich had put the the actual like the Rich paint paint hammer blog. He put it online, and I was like, I I entered the last one with my Nurgle Warrior, and you know I, I did reasonably well in it. And I, I think like I like most people out there are sort of are quite. So it's hard to take a good picture of a model, really. To, yeah, to, it is, like, uh, especially when you finish it at night and it's the deadline, and you're like, oh, I'll just paint, try and do it in the dark room at like midnight or something. It's, yeah, and you could definitely tell that from the the entries. The some of the pictures are just awful. <laughs> um, you know, no disrespect to the, the guys painting, but yeah, like there is. I think there's definitely an art to taking a good a good photo. Yeah, definitely, um, but. But yeah, like the, so the, the we we saw that it was ongoing, and like I initially didn't wasn't even going to enter. No, and, you know it was more a case of like as I got to the end, I was like, well, actually, it'd be nice to enter. You know, I was quite pleased with the the overall colour scheme and Get some ego boost. Oh yeah, always I like a power yeah. bump, don't I? Mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So basically, we we decided that we were going to um, we were going to do that, and. Um, I suppose we should talk about where you, you know, this is the paint-hammer.blogspot.co.uk um, and he's got a um, Age of Sigmar paint competition, which is hashtag paint challenge, I think it is, or hashtag something like that, I don't know. Yeah, it's hashtag stormcast paint challenge. Okay, so basically there's lots of entries. Um, 
I think we're just going to quickly talk about our colour schemes and what, why we did it, um, and what paints we used and, and things like that. Um, so you you went. I think we both wanted to do something that wasn't gold, didn't we? Yeah, I um, I, I initially had this grand idea of doing a complete non-metallic metallic gold one, and I started doing the shield, and I was like, "Fuck that." I just, I was just like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, and yeah, I did. I knew I just didn't want it gold. Um, and then I was flipping through the white dwarf, like the white dwarf with the the free model on the front. And um, there's a really cool piece of artwork. Um, I think it was at yours actually. Like initially, when I sort yeah. of singled it on it, didn't I? I said this is really cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I flipped through it, and there's a, a picture of, like the Stormcast Eternals sort of fighting a bloodthirster, and they were like a tealy turquoisey green color with white shoulder pads. And I was like, yeah, that's quite cool. I mean, obviously, you can look at Byron's high elves and you know and see how how cool like a, a turquoise color scheme can look. And I was like, I haven't painted anything like that for a while, and I didn't want to do it exactly the same as the green from the White Dwarf. But um, I, I had um, I did an Aldar army a few years ago, um, back when I was 40k. And I had like a very cool mixed green that I've got all turquoisey blue um, that I was painting the Aldar army, and so I thought, oh, well, I'd, you know, so advantage to get that out again. So, so that's they, kind of... they did actually have a couple of pictures of the models painted in that scheme, didn't they? Or was that or was that in the book that yeah. came in the box set? That was in the book that came in the box set. It was just I think there was just artwork. Yeah, uh, there is a picture with them in that color scheme with like a bloodthirster. Um, yeah. I just wasn't sure whether it was. I don't think there's any models. I don't think there was actually any models in that scheme in that White Dwarf initially. I've seen models painted that way now, and they do look cool. Yeah, it's, it's in the the big book. There's yeah. there's quite a lot on on them. Um, that that chamber, I should say, is yes, there. chapter. No cha- chamber. Chapter. No ch- conclave. Conclave. Okay. Are they first finding or second finding conclaves? Well, I don't know. Sorry. We, we could have a <laughs> successor conclave. I mean, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, maybe we can. That's what the empire will be. They'll be like like successor conclave. The the stormcast of like jizzed into like tin cans or something. Yeah, water down. Yeah, water, water down chapter gene. Yeah, gene seed. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, anyway, they're not they're not space marines. No, they're not. Let's not, not, like not get confused. They're not space marines. Um, yeah. So basically. Um, you went for that turquoisey scheme, didn't you? Yeah. And um, just quite cool. I quite like it. It's nice and bold and bright, and it's it's cool. And like, I mean, I, I was quite happy with it initially. Well, I'm still happy with it now. I say initially, it's just I've painted a few models now, and it's starting to wear a bit thin. Painting for the same colour all the time, but um, it's. I think as well, this is dangerous when you paint a single model, and you go, oh, "I'm going to paint a single model." And people, I used to work with a guy in workshop, and he'd go, "Right, I'm going to paint a test model." And he'd get a model, and he'd paint it, and he he was even worse because he couldn't even get the motivation to finish that model. No. He would paint like the two, the cool areas. So say like it was a Stormcast Eternal, he would basically paint like the armor and yeah. be like and the shield, and then he would go, oh yeah, um, it's really cool. And it's like, well, are you going to paint the pouch on his belt, or the belt strap, or the scabbard, or the haft of the gun, or whatever? Yeah. Uh, half of the gun, half of the hammer, yeah. um, or something, and he would go, "Oh yeah, no, nah, no, nah, don't do that." <laughs> and then he'd like <laughs> spend ages doing like this skin tone or something, 
But then it's like, oh, right, uh, I'm going to do an army. Right, so I bought my 30 guys. Oh, yeah, not going to get that done. No, no, not going to put it together. Get them built, get the base coat down, lose motivation, move on. Yeah. Um, I think that's always scary when you're... <laughs> you've got to be quite careful when you paint a single model, that you don't go, oh, yeah, I could do an army like that, and you go, oh, no. Uh, yeah, then, then it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <I've> got <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's the problem that I've been having with, like, the last lot that I've been doing is that the bits that I enjoyed painting on the actual, the single figure that I did are, you know, is the sort of like, you know, the, the, the armor sort of like the neck part and the, the, the pecs and sort of like the, the ridges. Cause being somebody who plays like solely 40 K really, I suppose, um, with a little bit of dances to like other games for, for so many years, um, painting a space ring is really easy to me because of the way I always highlighted stuff with like, I know how where to put a line highlight to make it look good. Not realistic, but I know how to make it look good because of years of painting Ultramarines and Space Wolves and Blood Angels and Raven Guard and like different armies. So like I was like, oh yeah, you know, I, I figured it would be, you know, that would be the, the cool part. And I think the reason I'm sort of not struggling per se, but just getting a bit fed up. Is that I painted the the is it liberators the double handed hammer guys the retributors retributors even and you know I don't even know the, the filth ones um, yeah the, the filthy ones yeah. the filth ones yeah and I painted them and there wasn't actually that much of the turquoise armor on them to be honest there was it's it, a lot of gold isn't there it was mostly gold and I mean to be fair I used a lot of the, the I used the new golds and I sort of on the fly come across uh, a way of painting gold that I was really happy with so. But, so going back before we get into that, yeah, going back to your model, you you did a white, didn't you? Yeah, I did a white on the the initial model. Um, so people struggle with white. So how did you do it to make it like less painful? There is no there is no easy way of painting white uh, other than with an airbrush. Um, so people out there, white is not an easy colour to paint. It's, I don't think it's an easy colour. Some, someone might argue and tell me otherwise, but I've always found that you can paint white badly. Yeah. Easily. To paint white to get it flat is really quite, quite testing sometimes because it's one of these colours that even though it's got, you know, even with the new GW paints, they've got a lot of pigment. But oh, I, the new GW whites are awful. Yeah. They, I mean, they're so grainy. I mean, I think this is the problem with white. It doesn't cover very well. Yeah. But people want to put one coat and cover over the top of something and be like, yeah, it covers. And it's like, and you can do a white fairly easily just by undercoating the model white and then like washing and, and painting around it. Slight bit. It never um, looks right, does it though? Because I always find that when you've got like a white spray paint, it always looks, it's got like a texture to it. It's never that nice crisp flatness that you get from say, um, like a black that you'd painted on with a brush. If I you think it, it depends on what spray you use. I mean, the old GW white, I mean, the Corax white's a lot different, but the old skull white felt really, um, quite grainy sometimes. Um, yeah. But I think if you if you get like Halford to do a white primer um, yeah. or something like that, you can get a nice finish to white. Um, I, I think as well that the people have a tendency to un- not to not shade it enough. Yeah, that's why um, I don't shade it deep enough. Like, you know, to be honest, I I, I build. I mean, I'll get into how I painted the white in a minute, but I, I think that's something that I don't do particularly mm. well. Just out of a 
out of a laziness thing, really. Yeah, and I think as well, what you've got to remember is you can't go any lighter than white. No. So white should be the absolute extreme highlight of that colour. Yeah. And so really, you're not really painting white, you're painting an off-white. Yeah. Always. You're never painting pure white because it's like black. This is, you never, you can't go darker than black. No. So if you paint something black and then highlight the edges with grey, it never looks rich enough. No. And you need to have a dark grey, don't you, and then shade it. Yeah. Black, and that's it. why when I do blacks, I will typically add a touch of grey and a touch of like a blue or a purple or, or another, like actually a, a colour like an indigo or something into the black. So then when I shade it with black, it actually, you get that depth to it. It looks rich as well, I think, when you put yeah. when you put sort of like a purple in a black. Yeah. That's, it, it makes it look at that little bit. I know it's really, really daft, but it makes it look vibrant, I think. Hmm. And I mean, and this is coming from somebody who is colorblind as well. Like, <laughs> don't actually realize. What is it with colorblind people being good painters? Yeah, I'm colour blind as well. Yeah, so I, I can tell shades, but I get certain colours mixed up a lot, which is weird. Which is why the, the, the bases on my Stormcast look the way they do, because I just can't differentiate sometimes between the, the, the colours. So, But um, yeah, which is continuously a source of enjoyment for my girlfriend when I go out of the house wearing a grey hoodie, grey jeans and a grey t-shirt. And she's like, what are you wearing? And you're like, Grey. I'm like, no, like, I've got like a brown hoodie on and stuff. And she's like, no, you're not you're wearing all grey at all. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> she said to put you right. Yeah, um, no, constantly. So you um, did, you did uh, the white on the shoulder pads. Uh, did you, how did you do that then? How did, did I do use... the white? Right. So this is my, this is like my, my sort of like easy way of painting white. If you you have to paint it, is that you need basically three different colours. Well, not colours if you paint Lamia Medium as a colour. So what I do, and there's a way I've always done it, it was it's either been this the colour that I would recommend, which is P3 Frostbite, um, or I use a Valio Game colour, uh, Wolf Grey. But mm, that's usually, like an old Space Wolf Grey colour. It is, yeah. Um, I think I, the Games Workshop equivalent is Fenrisian Grey, I think. Fenrisian? Yeah. I mean, I think the Wolf Grey's got like a tiny little bit more blue to it, because it doesn't look grey to me, but then that might just be me being colourblind. Um, but, so yeah, so basically, Frostbite, usually it's a wonderful colour. Usually if you water it down a little bit or use a little bit of medium, it goes on in like two coats. Yeah. And it, it's a really nice flat colour. And then it's after that, it's just the sort of like the labor intensive process of just going, right, so I've got some frostbite. Uh, oh, yeah, so the other color I use, stay wild clear of GW whites. Um, and I use Morrow white. Yeah, P3 one. Three again. Um, just because it's got, it's like a liquid pigment to it, you were talking about. They are liquid pigment, yeah. They're, they're very high pigment and they're liquid pigment. So they're, the, the white in particular, you don't get that grainy effect that you get with the GW one. It's not powder either, is it? That's no, but that's because it's liquid. Yeah, pigment, it's, but yeah, it's, it's... I I like Morrow White. It's a good colour. Um, I, I rate the P3 paints. Their skin colours are amazing as well. I, I use a lot of them. I mean, like, especially um, the, the, the reds that they use for uh, Scorn Red, Sangri Base, Sangri Highlight. It's not really red. It's more like a mauve, but I, I really like those colours. That's what the, my Dark Owls have done with... Yeah. 
essentially. Um, but yeah, it's just for, for building the white up, you just have to take a bit of time and mix the white with the frostbite and some obviously medium just to sort of thin it out and just apply a layer, wait for it to dry and just do that until it looks flat. One so do the, you like mix white into frostbite and build it up in layers? Though? I do, yeah. So I, I would basically, just because you can't, I mean, the my the model that I've done for the, the painting competition is just, it's pure Moro white on the shield and on the shoulder pads with the frostbite in the recesses. Um, and that was just built up over multiple layers of like frostbite and Moro white mixed and mixed and mixed and then sort of like laid down over the top of it um, and just sort of like a bit of patience. The thing that you always have to be careful with as well is that when you're applying the white, just make sure that you wait for it to, to dry because yeah. if it's not dry, all it, all that hard work will just be ruined. Yeah, I think you have to be patient when you do white. Mm. Less is more. I tend to, when I'm doing white, um, I've done several ways. There's that blue-grey method. Yeah. Um, and what I find is that rather than saying like I'm going to do like um, I'm going to do lots of mixes between white and um, the base colour, yeah, I would take like an off-white, like a pallid witch flesh or uh, a men off-white highlight or, or something that isn't quite white. Yeah. And what I would do is thin it, and I would put very thin coats. And what it, what you get then is you get the translucence um, of the base coat showing through because it's a very thin layer. Yeah. The important thing of this, you must, absolutely must wait for this to dry before you put the second layer on. But rather than do mixes, I'm just using the same colour, I'm just applying it over itself multiple times. And the more times I put over the top, the more uh, the more opaque it becomes. And like it's, glaze build-up. It, yeah, it's, it's basically like controlled wash highlighting is probably the best way to explain it. And this is basically... Um, how you get nice smooth transitions between colours, um, and what you what you will do is you will do like one layer, wait for it to dry, go back to another layer, and I typically do that when I'm highlighting. I don't use the highlight colour once. I will do a pass of the model, come all the way back round, and then I'll reapply the highlight on the extreme edges, the same colour, the same mix. I've not actually added any more white or any more of the highlight colour into it. I'm just putting more of the colour on the extreme edges. Um, and this is how you can get really smooth blend transitions because you're not got a different mix and you're trying to like smooth out the difference between the two mixes. You're literally using exactly the same mix and all you're doing is putting more colour in the right area. So that's how I go about blending or this is more controlled layering to be honest. Because um, my blending's a bit weird. Because I, I kind of, I kind of put a bit of paint on the model, then I'll, I'll wash my brush out, <laughs> um, and then I will basically just, just kind of feather it out a bit, and then just move paint around until it looks right, basically. Um, yeah, I can remember me and you having a conversation about blending because me and you blend completely differently. And yeah, it's it's really I'm really weird. It's like I I've tried to paint a model in your style before because you've got a very unique style. I think you could paint you could sort of like have a model that you've painted out, and I'd know it was yours because of the way that you paint. Yeah, and yeah. It's like I've tried to paint in that style, and I can't paint in your style the same way you do. I could do a different version of it with blends, but 
I don't. The, you, you're very pastel the way you, the, your color choices as well, and I'm not. So I'm more vibrant with what I choose, and I think that's why I don't think I could paint to paint a figure in your style the same way as you did. But I'm I'm a big fan of muted tones. Um, so with me, I mean, let's talk about your gold, and I'll talk about my model. So your gold in on your test model. On my test model, do you want to talk about the test competition one, not not what you did afterwards? Okay, the, the test model one isn't very good. Um, but basically, what I've done with that is I applied down a base coat of Rhinox hide, um, and then I basically used um, is it the Ulrich gold? I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it. Yeah, is that the GW? Is it Ulrich? Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's a GW one. Um, it's like the mid tone. I think it is the mid-tone. It might be the highlight. It's the mid-tone. Because Balthazar Gold's the, the shade, I think. Is it Genner's Gold? Genner's, Genner's Gold. Genner's Gold. It's Genner's, Genner's Gold. Genner's gold. Um, yeah, so I used Genner's Gold, um, and I just basically built that up to a flat layer. Um, I then do this thing that I do where I, I I basically wash the gold totally with a, um, a watered-down sepia and Agrax Earth Shade mix. Um and then once that's done, I then control wash into the recesses with a lot of lamia medium and null oil to add sort of depth to the areas of gold. So it's almost like I'm painting it non-metallic metallic, but I'm doing it with metallic paints. Um, mm. So I did that uh, and then sort of like reapplied the highlight of Genna's gold again. Um, and then I mixed a little bit of um, Valio model air range um, aluminium into the, the paint yeah. as well. And then I did like a fine highlight of it around the edges of like the armor plates. Um, and to be honest, I, I'm not a, a big fan of that gold on my test model. Um, not now I do it a different way with the new GW gold ranges because they're pretty impressive, to be honest. Yeah, so I mean, like, we were on your test model. Just, just a quick one. Cool. You mentioned Vallejo Air paint, metallic yeah. paint. Now, this was a bit of a revelation for me a few years ago when I did my Warriors. I think it was, um, I was in Maelstrom Games, and I think it was Tim Fisher, or somebody basically recommended the Vallejo Air metallics, which I thought were the air paints. Why would I buy those for painting with a brush? Um, so just to give you guys an idea, they're thinned out, right? So they they're quite they flow really nicely. Yeah. Um, they're very very high pigment, like ridiculously high pigment. Um, and they are a bit thin, so you don't need to really water them down. You can pretty much take them straight out of the pot. Yeah. But they are absolutely beautiful for highlighting metallics, and also if you want to do a couple of layers, they're really nice at doing um. Doing, getting like your, your solid metallic colour down. Yeah, the brass is really good, so yeah. is the gold. Um, I think, what did, did Byron call them like pigment sluts the other day? Yeah, pigment if, sluts, yeah. If you, the tiniest amount will put like overpower any, any, yeah, any mix. If you put a little bit of aluminium, and I'm, I'm literally talking like a drop of it, it will completely turn it silver. Yeah. You've got to be really careful when you're using it as a highlight. Um, also, just you used a brown as a base coat, didn't you? And yeah, did, this yeah. is something I want to talk about with gold. I know a lot of people struggle with gold, and actually, it's it, it's it's true of white, and it's true of every color, but it's more noticeable with these sort of colors. Base coats are really important. Yeah, this is not just slap some paint on and then you'll sort it out later when you highlight and shade. You by putting a, a good base coat down on a model. And I mean, it's consistent, it's it's flush, 
it's smooth and it's got it's it's as no it's not patchy that is more important to getting a good looking model than anything else because what it allows you to do is when you're blending and shading over that you you've got a solid pigment across the entire area and it's really important and gives you a little idea of how I learned to paint I I basically learned one technique at a time so I learned base coats and that's what I did I just base coated models I didn't do anything else I didn't shade I didn't highlight I, didn't, I just I just put the colors on the areas neatly um, and made sure they were smooth and that was when I was a kid and basically once you learn how to get a good base coat down I then started doing things like using inks and and etc and, etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera. but base coat is really important and and that's why you put a brown down for this coat wouldn't it because it, it gives you a it's a solid base coat to work from, isn't it? You know, it it we, basically means that if you're gold, gold is horrible to base coat usually. It's it's a horrible colour to get a smooth base coat. By putting a brown down first, you can kind of cheat a bit, because yeah. if it's a bit patchy, brown shows for it doesn't really, it's not really that obvious. No, it's it's amazing what you can achieve with a good base coat of a, you know the color. You know, I'm, I mean, the brown really adds. You can change the color of the brown, and it'll add a different tone to the to the gold you're using as well. So if you use like a, a sort of a ready brown, then the gold will look a bit more ready over the top of it. I feel, depending on how many layers you bring up. Um, and that's kind of again, like that's how I learned how to paint. Was you know how do you paint yellow? You well the old the old way I I used to paint yellow was yeah, snake bite leather. I know I used to apply flesh coat. I basically, uh, okay. I'd go dwarf flesh, bronze flesh, because they were easy to get nice and flat. And then I'd uh, okay. one layer of gold over the top of it, and that's how I painted gold. Uh, not gold, yellow. Sorry, um, because mm. I, the flesh tones were quite. I I used to paint yellow by doing snake bite leather, bubonic brown, bleach bone, and then I would use yellow to glaze it. Yeah, no, that's yeah, no, that makes sense because then you're not painting yellow until the very end, and then it, it, the, the pigment. Of the you're almost just tinting the the cream into a yellow. That's all you do. Yeah, you're not really painting yellow. You're painting cream and then tinting it. You're cheating. Yeah, because ye- yellows are so translucent, they're a horrible paint to use. I mean, not to be honest, lots changed since then. I mean, you, mean things like you know, towel set ochre and stuff didn't exist. <laughs> so, or a yandin. Yes. Dark Sun or whatever it's called, I don't know. I'm probably talking about paints from two two years ago or two no. But um yeah, so that was that was how you went about your model. The um, gold, yeah. And yeah, so I mean obviously the, the turquoise is just edge highlighted on it, so Yeah, but you say that, but it's it's done it's done really nicely and you've got that, that shade on the turquoise. Did you use non oil on that, I take it? I, I I basically yeah, I shaded into it with null oil, well like a thin down null oil. I've actually been asked by a couple of people on Twitter how I did my actual turquoise colour, so mm. I'll, I'll just reel it off a bit quick. So yeah, go for it. So these these aren't none of the, I didn't use any GW paints for this. Oh shocker! Yeah, check that out. Um, so it's basically it's a base coat of Model Air French Blue. Um, I then I've got a mix of Model Air again Model Air colour French Blue and Model colour Emerald Green. Did you airbrush that? I airbrushed the French blue. Yeah. Um, I then airbrushed... And that, that's not cheating. That's no. to get a solid, smooth, even base coat, which is what I was talking about. Yeah, it's like anyone who thinks airbrushing is cheating, check out Angel Guiraldas. That is, and he airbrushes everything. And the, the guy's like a genius, to be honest, in some in some cases. And he does have a patent guide, which you can buy from elementgames.co.uk. Uh, it's well worth the money. It, it's got some really handy tips in there. It's got his email address if you want to send him some questions. Uh, yeah. But he paints the Studio Infinity model, so um, 
it quite frankly it's another level to what I want to paint at and it's not how I would go about painting the model so I'm not going to try and copy him but no. there is some useful information he's also doing stuff on his Facebook page if people do Facebook you can uh, he's giving you a a free guide essentially of how he paints all of his new models and he does a step by step with how he does it on the Facebook on his Facebook page um so yeah so I, I basically I airbrushed French blue and then I airbrushed the mix which is French blue and emerald green um I did this I put French blue down as a nice solid color and then I airbrushed down the French blue and model uh, an emerald green just because it's it's a thinner color um, the emerald green and I needed it to you know it takes a, a few passes of the airbrush to build up the color nicely so it looks smooth I could apply it with a brush but it takes me two minutes to do this with an airbrush it'll take me a bit longer than that with a normal brush well two minutes to spray it and, and five minutes to clean your airbrush and ten minutes to get the compressor on and, and make the mix And my, my compressor's already on I've already got it all bottled up <laughs> from doing that Aldar commission. Um, and then basically the, the, the final highlight is I used the, the, the airbrush, the turquoisey color that I use. Um, I've got that mixed with another game color called green sky. Um, and I've got that as like a 50 50 mix. So I've got French blue and emerald green 50 50 mix. And then I mix that with green sky 50 50 mix with a load of, uh, medium. And I just basically edge highlight. Um, as I'm edge highlighting it, I then add more, um, again, value color, model color, and it's pale sand. Mm. And I add that. Oh, I love that color. So good, right? I um, use that on my Tomb Kings. It's, it's fantastic. Um, and that's a bit of a pigment slot as well, so you only need to use a little bit of it. Yeah, it is. And um, yeah, a little bit of it, and I just add more bone to it. So it's sort of like, it, instead of it adding white to the color, it, it sort of... But you did those stages with brushes, right? These are all brushes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In airbrush, yeah. So, so basically, two airbrush stages. And then two airbrush stages, work. and then I edge highlight, um, and then control glaze into the recesses to add definition to the armor. And what add did shape you glaze with, that with? Um, again, lamia medium. And I, what I did then is I used um, a base sort of like 70% lamia medium, um, and then the rest of it was sort of um, non-oil. But what I did do as well is I put a spot of the a spot of my my mix, the, the emerald mix again. Yeah, so spot a bit of paint into the wash mix. Yeah, just because yeah. I think you need to have that consistency over across the, the Yeah, entire. you do. And and this is something, when you're doing a colour, like a main colour on a model, um, it's very easy to go, right, I'm going to use the GW paint system or the foundry paint system, and I'm going to use this colour, this colour, this colour. But sometimes those colours, they're not a very good match. So by mi using a mix, you're you're always keeping that consistent colour because you've got it is that mix that you're just lightening or darkening. You're not trying to use well, I'm going to paint it like I don't know Stegan on scale green, and I'm going to highlight it with Sotek green. You're you, you'll mix those two together. So if you're using Stegan on scale green as your base coat, and you mix Sotek into that for your highlights, it's going to look a lot nicer than if you just go straight to. So decree, um, for an example. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think something that, like, I know you do it, I know Byron does it, um, you know, it's just, I think if you've got the majority of the model being one colour and you can get away with doing it, I mean, obviously you can't do it with white particularly well or something like that, but I think using the, the majority colour that you're using on the model and adding a spot of that to every... But I think you could get away with the white. You could. Because rather than using frostbite, you could mix a bit of that colour into frostbite. And do it that way, and then have it. Yeah, I suppose. And because I I do that with my 
a lot of my models when I'm when I'm doing a palette, I would try and get a consistent scheme. I would try and keep one of the colours consistent throughout the whole army, whether that's a highlight, a shade, or whatever. But yeah. it's it's like, for example, I know I talk about this. My warriors, my black warriors, they're not because they're like, you know, called Leroy or whatever. But they're basically because they've got black armor. Everything's got frostbite, even the metallic, everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, for example, when I talk about my stormcast, I, I've used a very similar color palette across the whole model. And I think it just adds something to it. It adds like a, mm. it, it, it sets the tone of the figure, I suppose. And I, I agree with you. you. I think if you're going to use a highlight. Instead of it being sort of like, I mean, most people use the GW system and that, that's cool. But I think for me, I used pale sand in every single highlight layer. So the red's highlighted yeah. with pale sand, the armor's highlighted with pale sand. Obviously, yeah. the metallics aren't, but everything that is, that can be highlighted with pale sand, even like the base. And the base has got a spot of turquoise in the, the actual, the, the, the rock, the grey for the base. Just yeah, so. I can see that actually on the picture. But um, yeah, that that's... That's a really good way to unify a model, and I know that um, uh, Ben Johnson used to use Rakar Flesh or Commander Khaki, I think it was actually, um, back in the day, to do all of his highlights on his army through the orcs. And it does work, it does unify the army. Yeah, it makes it look, you know, consistent, I suppose. And I don't and mean that out the pot, I mean mixed with the base coat or whatever yeah, the highlight yeah. is. So, but yeah, so that was how I did mine, really. Sorry, I waffled on a bit, but. No, it's alright, it's fine. It's what. Well, hopefully that's why people listen to this. Yeah. Um, They're like, fuck off, let's get to Russ's blending. Stop, stop talking. No, no. Yeah, Sorry, and what I would say about you, when you talk about using the Lamia Medium and washes, people listen to this, why use? Why do you use Lamia Medium? Why do you use that, especially with GW washes? The reason you use Lamia Medium is because um, it disperses the, it's like the binding agent, it keeps the pigment dispersed evenly. If you use water, it doesn't um, bridge the gap. I think it's, it's. I think I remember seeing a really clear explanation on the internet about this. But basically, say like you put a, a shade over a model, it'll dry patchy, because where there's water, the surface tension is basically just water, and all the shades in the recesses, the water evaporates, and you end up with a ring. Whereas when you use medium, because of the it's it, it binds the paint across. It is it's. it's to do with the chemistry basically you don't get a patchy look and when I use GW washes and I love GW washes yeah, um, and what made me fall in love with them was basically watching um, and I did get his guy's name wrong in the last show <laughs> um, yeah. is, is watching Duncan Rhodes um, uh, Games Workshop how to videos and he does some really interesting things with the Games Workshop washes like he does like wash blends with Nagash um, we just like cross hatching and then uses washes to blend over that to look like a. And if you're not very good at doing wet blending and things like that, it's a really good way to cheat to get a good effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, particularly the Blight King video is, is phenomenal for wash control. Um, and for what, you know, what, look at what he does there. It's really simple and anyone could do it. And I'd say, let's just pick up a box set and have a go. And yeah. you, what you'll probably do is try and follow that guide. You'll probably pick up some really good painting techniques and tips. And these videos are great. I mean, they're they're free because they're on YouTube. Um, and if you just put like how to paint, and I mean, they're linked on the Games Workshop website. Yeah. Seriously, if you're sat painting or putting models together, just put on the background. And I find them, I find them enthralling. I really do. I love them. 
It's so, they're, they're really great to to sort of. I think anyone can pick anything up from that Nagash video. That Nagash video is a really good watch. Yeah, and even how he built the Nagash, where he puts the glue and he seeps it over, and then he uses the mold line scraper tool to scrape it smooth. Yeah. What Rather than the, using liquid green stuff and things like that, you just put more glue on, just give it a bit of a wiggle, and, and then when it's dry, scrape it up, scrape it smooth. Yeah. Great way to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, whilst we're on the subject of videos, anyone that is tempted with airbrushing, the video that, uh, I mean, obviously I was shown how to airbrush by a good friend of mine and someone of you know, Russ's as well, he w- used to work for Forge World, but one of the things, direct things that he pointed me towards on YouTube, I'm sure people have heard of it already, is a, is a YouTube channel called Bipainted. Now, they stopped releasing new videos a while ago now, but if you watch the Bipainted video, some of it, it's like a how-to paint models, essentially. And his Frostheart Phoenix is is a great watch if you're ever interested in airbrushing. Once you've got the sort of like the basics down, he shows you how to apply those on a larger scale, really. Um, so they're a good watch as well for someone who's tempted with airbrushing. Is I think his Grey Knight videos are great as well, aren't they? Like if you've watched, mm. I'd yeah. say as well that if you're interested in airbrushing, you've got. Um a chap, Schnauzer face miniatures, and also an um, awesome paint job. Yeah. Uh, some good channels to check out. Um, and also, there's some handy guides on the Element Games yeah, um, stuff. website. So, if you probably, it's not apparently obvious when you go on the site, but if you go to the Element Games actual website, uh, there is a little, little linky on the site where you can go down to. Um, community down on the bottom bar and it says painting tutorials if you go there he's got a load of stuff that he's done with his models and and byron uses um lots of sort of translucent um paint so it's all about tinting really and and then dry brushing to pick out and he's he really is a master of this i mean it's not like many people paint this way on the scene and it's very unusual but he gets very good effects um and, and what I would say to people, and and where I went for my painting journey, I should use the word journey for any, is that you, it's very easy to look at what other people are doing and think, oh, I need to copy that, I need to copy it, or oh god, look how good that person is, I'll never be that good, so I just, I just, and a lot of it comes down to confidence. I would say the best way to get better at painting is to experiment, and what I found is I don't emulate i don't copy other people but i i might give a go at their paint style on a model and then i might go it doesn't really feel natural to me but those bits of it that improve what i do and this will come about when i talk about my blending on um on my model which yeah. is a nice segue i guess yeah so with my model i wanted to one practice gray armor before i did my infinity model um, <laughs> so, um, to paint it in non-gold, dark, and I wanted to make try and make the model look realistic because I had a big issue with these Stormcast models where they just look cartoony and stupid and derpy, and I thought I want to make them look not like evil or sinister, but but kind of how do I describe it? Like a bit serious. Yeah. You know, these are meant to be like holy Avengers. They're meant to, you know, they're meant to sort of look ordered, but also don't really want to be on the wrong side of that guy. Um, so I was trying to make it look a little bit like that. And I, I didn't, I wanted to basically try out my grey scheme 
for armor. So all I did basically with my armor is I used uh, Vallejo game color dark grey. Uh, sorry, it's model color, I should say. So and all I did with this is literally black grey mixing white, and that's all I did on the armor. But what I did do is I decided I wanted a blue tint to it. So I mixed a little bit of Stegodon Scale Green in. Um, and all I did was basically blended up the armor. Then I control wash shaded it down. So I used um, Known Oil. And I used a little bit of Dark Reaper mixed with Stegodon Scale Green in that mix. Um, then I also did a, uh, a pure black wash in the recess. Um, with non oil, and I also used a sort of mid-tone. <clears throat> I, when I highlighted it, it was a bit bright, so I used a mid-tone colour, which is basically dark grey mixed with a bit of white, with a a little bit of black, and I did kind of like a reverse, a, a sort of a shade blend before I did the final washes. It's kind of a bit organic. I was just playing around with paint until it looked all right. Um, now, so I'll give you an idea of how I blend. Uh, and it's going to probably sound a little bit... <laughs> a it's little bit. to explain it without sort of showing somebody... Your no. Um, I basically move paint around until it looks right. <laughs> and uh, I know that sounds yeah. stupid, right? But um, a lot of it is just... I'll put pigment on and I will literally wash my brush out, lick it, because I'm a brush licker, um, to repoint the brush shouldn't do that. You should use a bit of kitchen towel, draw it across and twirl it, but I ain't got time for that because I don't want the paint to dry. So I'll use a little bit of glazed medium from Vallejo, not Lamia medium because I like Lamia medium a lot, but I use that just for washes. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is Lamia medium is clear, whereas glazed medium has got a little bit of a milky texture. And when you use a lot of medium, it kind of tints the colour more towards white and cream and looks greyer. And I like the to see the, the sort of the darkness of the, the shade when I put it on, so I use Lamia for shading. But for normal paint, I'll use a touch of glaze medium, and, and it's a great thing. If you don't use it, pick up a bottle, give it a go, and just mix one dollop of it in and every paint you use, and you'll notice the difference. As, as an example, how many pots of glaze medium do you currently own, Russ? Four. four. I've got five, just because you get through so much of it, don't you, when you're Yeah, I've got, what, I've got about four on the go at any one time. Yeah. Um, have it. Yeah, it's it's basically an acrylic resin. Um, so what I would do is, um, say for example, I'm doing his chest plate. So I would basically have the colour of a solid grey base coat, and I'd go right. I want to do a highlight, so I mix in white and grey, fifty-fifty. Quite quite a big step. So if you painted this on flat on the model, it would look like really stark. It's a really big contrast between the two colours. What I do then is I will thin that with medium and water. Um, and I'm not going to say the consistency, I just know when it's right, and this is kind of the thing, you kind of have to play around with this. Um, I will load the brush up, put a little bit on the, dab it on a bit of kitchen towel just to make sure it's not flooded, going to flood the model. If I put the brush on the model, it's not going to just like blurge onto the model. If you do that, if you, if you put your brush and your paint just runs onto the model, it's too thin. Yeah, <laughs> basically, um, bit late. <laughs> you could probably try and rescue it, but it is going to affect the overall effect. So, um, and what I do is I'll put the paint on, and I will move. I will paint around the extreme highlight, almost like line highlighting, but quite rough. So it's I'm spurging out from. If you look at like um, Les's, where he's got his line highlight, 
I would do that, but I would I would be quite a thick line. I wash the brush out quickly. Quick quick point in the mouth. Then I will literally just just work to where the shade is, and I'll just feather the brush, pick some of the pigment up, wash it out again. And all I'm doing there is I'm taking paint off the model and smoothing out the edges. And that's all I do. And then I'll go back round. When I've done that on the whole model, and I've brought round, I'll go back to that chest plate, and I will put the same colour back on again. I'll do it again. And all I'm doing is putting more paint in that area. It, it, it does not say this is the right way to blend. It's just how I do it. So, you know, other people do it in different ways. Um, it's a bit messy. And I know that sounds silly when you look at some of the models I painted, but it is a messy way to paint. Um, I find it very difficult to keep areas clean because of the way that I'm 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 painting with that brush. I'm quite liberal, quite free with it, and I'm literally almost using the the sort of <laughs> smudging the brush backwards and forwards. Um, like a, let me think of it like a pencil eraser. You're racing out the, um, you're just trying to rub out the the colour where you don't want it once you've washed the brush out. Um, so you you know you can be a little bit dirty uh, with you know, your paint, get it into areas you don't need it. Um, but anyway, I went for grey, bluey grey, but mostly grey. And I had a little bit of like, well, what do I do with the other colour? I knew I was going to put gold on it, um, but I had to think of where the white is or the blue is. I wanted to do a colour, and I thought I sort of ended up going, I kind of want to do blue, but I don't want to do blue. Like, really um, sort of artificial-looking blue. Like, ultramarine blue. Really, like, vivid. Because it, it's... It just doesn't look... It, it looks too artificial. It's too cartoony. And I wanted to look have a realistic look. And this is why I go sort of off-earthy, muted, pasty tones, because I just think they look better. They, I don't know why, it's just my personal preference. Um, and basically this was a mix between some of the GW blues. So I used like Stegolon Stale Green, Sotec Green, and then I mixed Frostbite into it, and then a bit of white, and just blended that up. And then I used um, uh, Dragonoff Nightshade mixed with a touch of Corellia uh, Green Shade um, to, to shade it. Um, yeah, and that was basically it. And then for the the red on the model, I wanted an accent colour um, to offset the blue, but I didn't want to go too warm, um, so I used an off red. So I used Sanguinary uh, Base from P3 and Sanguinary Highlight mixed with Pallid Witchflesh, um, and Pallid Witchflesh was actually mixed into the and a little bit of Frostbite to tie it in. Um, then I used a Caraba Crimson Wash and a Purple and Black Wash on that to, to give it a second shade. Um, and that was it. And the gold, um, which I'm not as happy with it really as I should be, but it's all right. I mean, I could do a better job. But I think, did you, you use the, the Blighted Gold, didn't you, for that? I used P3 Blighted Gold. I whacked that on. Um, and it's a very greeny gold colour, basically. Um, then I used... I think it's a struggle now. I think I used Shining Gold from the... Or Glorious Gold from the Game Air range. Uh, and then I used some aluminium in it. Then I did a... I do what I do with gold. To take the red out of it, I use a very, very, very thinned out wash of um, scurvy green, which is basically like a jade... 
Yeah. Um, if I want to do verdigris, this is what I'll use with turquoise, but I basically just washed it in that, and all that does is take the redness out of the shade, out of the recess, because I had a bit of... It was probably a little bit too much, because Blighted Gold's quite green anyway. Yeah. Um, and then what I did to get the, the redness back a bit, because I, I did too much, is I used um, purple and sepia. No, not sepia. Um, yeah, Griffon sepia. Yeah. Um, or it might have been Reekland Flesh Shade, actually. Anyway, one Fresh of the... It's a bit red, isn't it, I suppose, as well? So that yeah. would out the green and bloody gold, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So I used that mix to give... And then I did an Agrax Earth Shade and just re-highlighted the silver on the edge. But uh, during painting this model, I did drop him and break his head spike off, which kind of neutered my uh, <laughs> motivation. <laughs> so if you look at him, his, his middle head spike is kind of a little bit of like a stub. Um, basing. So let's just talk about... Yeah. Very simple. I did two bits of cork, and I got some crystals. And people have asked me where I get these from. Um, it's a company called Anarchy Crystals UK or something like that. And I just, if you go Anarchy Crystals on Google, you'll pop up. up. Um, and they sell resin, little cast resin crystals in different colours. But I just put them on the base and paint them. I use them on my Skaven. I've got them on my Zinch Demons. And when I rebase my Black Warriors, they will have this basing um, for... Um, I want to basically, we'll talk about hobby projects in a minute actually, but, um, so yeah, so I did that and I wanted the crystals to be blue, but I wanted them to be more blue than the blue on the model, so I used a more vivid blue, so I think it's Hoeth blue or Teclas blue or one of the GW more blue than Stegolon Cell green, turquoisey blue colours. I'm not explaining that very well, I can't remember, but basically if you look at the picture, they look more more like a solid, like artificial blue than the actual model. Um, I have gloss varnished them as well, and when I did the base, that was my sort of classic um, go from like Bane, Bane Lord, Bane, Bane Lord Brown, is it? I want to say, <laughs> or Steel Legion Drab, and then Bane Blade, Bane Blade Brown. Yeah. I then um, into sort of. Um, it might be beast hide, um, and then basically pallid witch flesh on the edges. Um, and the outside is a, it's the same, but I've used that agrillion earth, that agrillion earth, that stuff that cracks. The new hotness. Yeah. And then I've basically done the base all dry brush like that. And, um, what I did then is I mixed the blue, so Drakenoff nightshade mix. And I've done like a tinted wash on the top of the cork around the feet to look like shadow tint the, the the base to the right and I've put it around the bottom of the crystals so that they're glowing and I've done it on the cracking I've done it so it looks like there's blue showing through the cracks on the floor um, and the reason I've done that is because I want I didn't want to do too, too complicated with the base I don't like bases that have got lots of different colours like if you've got like grass and rock when you've got grey rock and brown mud and green grass it looks garish because the rock shouldn't be that dissimilar to colour to the mud yeah. because the mud it's the same environment why what, it's not going to look like an ornate like artificial garden um, I wanted it to look natural um, and that's one of the things with basin that if you're going to use basin it's the same with painting the model you use a colour that unifies all the areas of the base together so if you're going to do a rock into an environment where you've got sand or dirt 
then use the colours you've used for the dirt in the rock colour and just tint it more towards grey and make the highlights sharper on the edges so it looks harder and the mud you could use like a like a, a sort of more rich colour but for example if you were doing um, so a brown base and you were going to take I, I always gravitate towards the pastel earthy colours like Steel Legion Drab and Bane Blade Brown and, and, and I don't know what the, what the the other ones called there's there's a few anyway but anyway not do a very good job of explaining it but um when i go to do the rock i will mix sort of great coat gray with those colors to do the base and when i do the, the dry brush or the highlight the highlight color on the mud is the same as on the rock yeah. and that unifies it and that means that then when I... I could then put static grass, but then what I might do, so I normally do this, if I use grass or tusks, I will dry brush the grass with that colour. So if it's pallid witch flesh, that's dry brushed on all of the, the whole base, everything. And it just unifies it. Otherwise, basing seen. looks really weird. Yeah, I think I've never seen... You're the only person I know that's actually dry brushed static grass. I don't know anyone else. <laughs> so, so my but, vampires have... Um, Right in flesh, dry brush on the grass. There you go. Yeah. And the, the grass is washed as well. So I put the static grass on and I use dead grass. It's like a very pale green grass. Then I'll mix green, a green wash, greeny brown wash. So if a phony and camo shade sort of style. And I was, I'd wash the grass in that, wait for it to dry, and then I would dry brush the grass in right in flesh. And that, that means the grass has got a mid multi-tonal. It's not all one colour. You've got a shade, you've got a highlight, you've got a mid-tone. I know it's grass, and I know that sounds a bit extreme, but I don't know. I just don't want to just put flat grass on. <laughs> as it, <laughs> as it just looks too artificial um, for what the look I was going for. So, Yeah, no, I think it works, though. I do think it works. I think you're, um, I love the basing on your vampires. Um, I think they look really cool. I think that's something that I've never, you know, with the, the, the demons and stuff, I've never used static grass before. I've always used, not so, you know, tufts then. And I think with, when I did my demon army, I was like just sticking the tufts on willy nilly. Yeah. They, they look like they're just placed on the, the, the dirt. They don't look like they're part of the actual the environment that the model's meant to be in. Yeah. And I think um, doing a good base is really important for a model. So um, we've talked about our little Stormcasty project and some painting techniques and stuff. Hopefully that's interesting. Do you want to grab a break and then come back and talk about hobby projects? You're straight on what I was about to say. So I think we'll have a break, come back, we'll talk about some of the other entries and then we'll talk about our um, hobby projects. Okay, so we're back. Um, and we'll just quickly talk about the entries. Um, so I'll pick out the ones that I thought were quite cool. Um, so uh, Bishmeister did a... I think probably hanging on to the Empire, heavily converted model, basically made him into Carl Franz. Quite nice. Um, I think the photos probably don't do it justice. Um, he's got white armour, which looks quite nice. It looks like it's based off of a brownie grey rather than bluey. Um, it's red white um, with some gold and stuff. It's quite cool. I like it. It's a bit OTT on the converted point for me because it's, um, you know, it's a Stormcast Eternal painting competition, <laughs> not a conversion <laughs> competition, but hey ho. Um, uh, then we've got Matt Loins who decided that I want to do a Space Marine, 
So, uh, I actually really like this paint job. Yeah, I, I was going to say Matt's one of my ones that I would have. I mean, if it wasn't, I, I, I voted for you because I felt that yours was technically the best painted one there. But if it wasn't for you, I think I would have voted for Matt. because I, I, think... I was going to vote for Matt, but I didn't vote for anyone because I, I just couldn't be bothered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John Kerr, um, just let the kids live go, man. Just let the kids yeah. live go. I think She's... he did a good job of the conversion, to be fair. Yeah, I think um, I think looking. I don't know if it's the picture, but the metallics look quite grainy. The silver does. Yeah. So I think um, I don't know whether that's just you use like the GW paint and it's it you know just get some Vallejo air paints, mate. Seriously, but it's good. It is good. Good. It's still in his theme of his army, and he's converted it so he's got like a, a different mace, and he's got um, a wing lancer thing on his back and stuff. So it's pretty cool. What do you think of Colin Paint's converted corn guy? Um, it's okay. It's not a Stormcaster tunnel. No, I, I like the conversion. I think yeah. it's a good job. Good job. Oh, the conversion's like, you know, it's like it's pretty extensive. And um, the, the little tattoo he's given him and stuff, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, I'd say not a huge fan. Um, it's it's cool though. He's done a good job of it. Um, and then you've got Dan Quirk's done. His guy, and he's oh, well, he's got some crystals on his base. Um, but, um, his gold looks like it's non-metallic, metallic, but I'm not sure if it's um, it's probably the picture. To be fair, yeah, um, the second picture looks a lot better. But um, I can see what he's tried to do with this sort of like mm. non-metallic metallic look on the metallics, with the the top part of the pectoral muscle being mm. sort of like you know shaded. I think that's quite cool. I and think he's filled the helmets, and he so it's got yeah. no. I quite like that idea, but it's more a thing I associate with like Zinch Chaos, yeah, than, than the Stormcast. Well, not so you know what they are doing. The new um, base is base is really nice. Yeah, I like his base. The, I, only, I, the only criticism I've got is that with the crystals, are, I would have tried to put some of that blue colour sort of almost seeping around it. Yeah. Because what are crystals that are they formed there? I mean, what where did that colour come from? Where does that... It, it kind of looks a little bit like they've just been stuck in. That's that bit I was saying about earlier. That's why mine have got like a leaking sort of blue wash around them. I think that would have really helped. Um, shield I really like. Yeah, I like the shield. It's I probably am. the best bit for me. I like his base and I did borrow his idea of putting... Um, sort of textured citadel textured paint over the cork mm. to make it look more sort of natural and not like cork I know me and you disagree on this because you like cork to look like cork don't you so I like the texture you get on the cork yeah tile I'm, but I don't I'm not a big fan of textured paint over cork I don't know why just I, I mean I didn't do it on my doesn't tickle my balls no so. then you got yours yeah nice we didn't talk about mine did we but we really spoke about it a lot oh uh, yeah we know yeah it didn't that's fine well, quite uh, Tomlins. No, I quite like the, the the sort of like the rustic one. That was it, Jamesy Gamesy. Is that the guy's name? Yeah, I, I like, see that. Yeah, it's sort of like the sort of like the oil stains on the grey. Um, I that's think that photo is really bad though. It's a bad photo. I've seen a couple of his work in progress photos on on Twitter, and they look good. Um, again, you go to Tomlins. I like his gold. Yeah, I like the gold. I'm not a fan of the shield. Um, it is proper emo. That's um, what going for though. That's what I, I was yeah, having I to check. Did you like um, Alexis on fire, um, skull heart on the shield? Because like you know, because that's like his thing, isn't it? And I, I, I think that would have been cool. I think for me as well, like the highlights on the sword and the sort of the skirt 
the Romanesque skirt pleats is a bit a bit rough, but um, it's still really nice. I mean, the gold's really nice. Um, yeah, I like his gold. I like the conversion. I think it's a it's a cool idea. Yeah, it's, it looks like a a beefy executioner. Stoney. Yeah, the, the freehand sort of like uh, dark house symbols are pretty cool too. You can tell he's mm. like highlighted them and stuff. So. Yeah. Then um, probably the one that I really like is Rob Starks. Yeah, I, mean, I know he's been killed at the Red Wedding, but <laughs> <laughs> um, spoiler! Oh my god! Oh. If that's a spoiler, then you know you're a bit behind. Um, I like. I, it. I really like the sort of the non-metallic hammer, the gold hammer on his shield, and the red. The way it looks like it's almost radiating out. Yeah, it's probably not a great. I mean, not a great photo of it, but if you look at the fourth picture, you can see almost lines coming out of the hammer in yeah. the red. I, I like his hammer, the actual the weapon as well. I think he's yeah. really got that nailed, if that you know makes sense. It's like the highlights look nice and the transition from the grey to the white is really, really good too. My only criticism of this is the... I mean, the base I'm not a fan of, um, but it's the, the armour, like where he's got the shoulder pad, he's got the trim on the shoulder pad, yeah, and like the haft of the weapon. I don't know whether this is just not finished. It, it doesn't look like some of the areas are finished, and it's like when they trim on the shoulder pad, why isn't it the same as his head halo? If that was that non-metallic gold all around his shoulder pads, mm. you know where the gold trim is, and on his knee, um, and maybe with a slightly different base and work on the haft of the. And obviously, you look at the the ribbing between the chest plate and the arm. Yeah, one of them's not shaded in, but I think that's it's probably a work in progress. This picture, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I think a lot of people were running out of time. To be fair, mm. um, just because of sort of like going to town on the the actual figures and stuff. I think there was a few people I've seen that had said that they were running out of time. I think Tomlin ran out of time as well. Mm. So, um, yeah, I do call that. Um, Where's the the one that I think deserves an honourable mention as well? The one that's the really nice one. With the black and the the nice highlights, I is that the Reektor miniatures one? Yeah, yeah, it's quite cool. I do like his I like his style of highlighting, and I know it's like he, he, people can sort of like take it or leave it, but I think he's got a really the gold nice and vibrant, um, and I think the black and the grey looks the black looks really black because of how stark the grey highlights are. Mm. Um. You know, I, I think it's good. I like, like I said, I do like the gold and the grey. Uh, yeah, it's quite cool. And Richard Payne's one's quite nice as well. Yeah, I like Rich. He's got that blue sort of like he's got his, his own sort of like style coming slowly, hasn't mm. he? With the way he does his blues. I'm not sure about the eyes, but that's another thing. Is he um, glowing? He's got like glowing eyes. Um, and there's there's some others. I mean, there's there's plenty of good models in that blog, but I'm not go for any more really. I think that's most of the the sort of the main ones. If we didn't mention you, sorry. Um, if people want to check them out, you can go to the um, PaintHammerBlogspot.co.uk and there's a post which is on the 13th of July, which is the Age of Sigma Painting Challenge. And you click on there, you can look at them all. So yeah, there you go. And um, I'm sure we'll have may have Rich on in a bit to talk a bit more about his blog. But um, so painting the competition aside, um, hobby. Hobby, what's that? Yeah, well, um, so we were talking about this, weren't we, off air, and we've been talking about it for weeks and months, really, is we don't really feel inspired 
Is that right? I don't... Is that right? I... Me in particular, I don't feel that inspired to start something new. But you started a Stormcast army. Yeah, I know. Yeah. In your colour scheme. It's because I I kind of want... I'm between projects. Obviously, I've sort of thrown myself into Infinity, which means you, like, you know... Sort of dipping into on the, the, this podcast and stuff, but yeah, I I think for me, I'm not sure if I actually want to do a Stormcast Eternal Army. I think I'm just doing a Stormcast Eternal Army because I know that I, I want to do another project, and I know yeah. that this project isn't going to be made obsolete or isn't going to be, um, isn't going to sort of like you know get replaced. You know, I'd hate to sort of like theme and think of like a, a really cool army and then, you know, the new models drop and they, they be a sort of like a massive change in sort of style and look. Mm. And then I'd have to either make the decision to start again or, or try and incorporate these new models that look different into that army. So for me, it was like I was between projects and I just felt that it would make sense for me to paint the army box up since I bought the Age of Sigmar box. And then, you know, with a little bit of gentle persuasion, I managed to buy, you know, another set of <laughs> the, the actual... the, the Liberators. Liberators! It was when you... I mean, I was talking... Like, Dan tweeted me a picture of the, the, shield, the, the shoulder pads and you mentioned it and stuff. And I was like, I can imagine that there, there's a lot of opportunities to... Plus, they look really cool with swords. Cool looking. Yeah, they look cool double-handed swords, don't they? I like um, the swords. I don't know what it is. I, I really like the... The sort of the aggressiveness of the sword. Yeah, it, it looks. It, it properly looks like they could. They could really like fucking gut something with those. They, they remind me sort of like a little bit of like the Conan sword from the first Conan movie. With, yeah, like the way it flares out. A little yeah, bit. a bit like almost like a Roman short sword with spiky bits. Yeah, and yeah, and I was just like, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm between projects. I might as well. I mean, I've already sort of gone massively into. Um, Infinity in a big way, and I'm painting those models. But... I think as well with Infinity, like you can buy a shed load of Infinity models, and then be like, "I've got all more." Yeah, well, I've got. It's not models. the same as. I don't think it's as big as a model sink as Games Workshop games, is it? Um, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, there, there is, and so yeah. I mean, I mean, I say that I've probably got about eighty models, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm the same. I've, I've like got straight into the one faction. I've not got near everything for like that one faction. But but for me, it was a case of yeah, I'm going to do a Stormcast army. I suppose I don't even know if I'm going to do an army. It's like I'm just going to paint the box and then and like add the bits in that I like. And you know, and I'm already struggling. I've painted like four models. Do you think, <laughs> so, do you think that's because you've used your single miniature paint scheme and trying to do it over an army? Yeah. That's 100% why it's... Yeah, totally. Because I was thinking about painting up my Stormcast Eternals from the box set um, just to paint them, because I bought a box of models, and it's like, well, I don't... I mean, I know we put together our set we're going to give away, yeah. but if I'm not going to do anything with the models, why did I buy the set? Yeah. And like, I think, well, I could paint them up um, just for lols. And what I kind of want to do... and it, and this is from a... It's only a recent thing, really. I want to do Quick and Dirty. Yeah. Like, Quick and Dirty. Quick but and but dirty. Good Dirty. Like, look good, but didn't take the world time. I'm almost tempted to buy the Retributor Gold Spray. Um, the only reason I won't do that is because I don't like gold. the gold armour look. 
you see Curry's ones? Because Curry sprayed a load. Oh, the spray's lovely. I went into yeah. Games Workshop and they'd sprayed their models of it. It's really nice. And I think I could make the gold look a hell of a lot better than what the the gold looks like on the studio ones. There's just no depth to that gold. No, there's no there's no depth to it. Uh, and I, I would really want to do it differently. And I wouldn't probably wouldn't use blue. I would probably use red and cream. Yeah, that'd look cool. Um, cream accents on like the like the red mm. the shoulder pads or the cream and as the off colour maybe like a green yeah um, or a uh, maybe like a jade I'm not sure um, or a purple something because obviously you've got like a little bit of a spot colour on some of the models yeah. but I, I don't know I, I and another part of me wants to airbrush the models like the grey colour that I've done yeah. but just simplify that um, scheme and keep it's that scheme zenith I suppose couldn't you yeah and then just line highlight and wash so I actually want to try and do like the the highlights if you if you I don't know if you if people want to have a look if you go on the GW website and look at the actual liberator box set and there's there's a, a picture of a guy he's in the all color scheme basically from that picture and he's got a short sword and a shield and he's another one there's a black one next to him with a double lander he, yeah, that just that highlight style on those two models. Yeah, not those colours, but those highlight highlight style. I'd like to give that a go because I don't do that. I don't do stark line highlights. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's something that I think you definitely do it because you've got enough hand control and stuff. No, I'm you? sure I could do it. I just it's just I oh, I get yeah, this yeah. thing where I I go well, I want to blend it. I don't <laughs> like. I just do. Um, but I would quite like to do it. But um. Actually, I've been thinking in terms of hobby project. Like, I I haven't painted models really for a while. Like this, the Stormcast Eternal model was the first model I painted, and when I say painted, I mean like properly painted. Yeah. Since I don't know what was the last thing I did. Maybe some of my Nurgle stuff. Yeah. Um, and I well no vampire stuff. I did my vampires later on. Um, I'm sort of like a couple months, three four months, like before South Coast. I've painted anything. Um, and I, I was just cool. like, I think that's why I've not painted anything because safe painting for safe because broke me. Yeah, but I, to be honest, I was like, I, I kind of, I just painted the model off GW of the white dwarf, and I thought, well, it's all right. I'm not going to do an army of them. I quite like it. I quite like the look of it. I like the fact it's it's basically black armor more than grey. To be honest, looking yeah. at it now, um, but I I'm happy with it. Um, but I need to, I need a project, and I think this is the problem with the Age of Sigmar revamp. Is it's really hard to get motivated because some of the stuff you just don't know if it's going to exist in the same capacity. What what plane are they fighting on? I mean, what what are they are they in? You know, I've got like my Tomb Kings. I'm really excited about playing them since the War Scrolls come out, and I've got half painted, half finished Tomb King. I'm like, oh, I can just fi- get it finished, but. They're in the desert with ruins, and they're on square bases, and the Tomb King stuff probably isn't going to exist. Yeah. So why do I spend the next six weeks doing it for one event and then not playing with it again? Um, I've got all my Chaos stuff. I think I could rebase all my Chaos stuff. It doesn't really excite me <laughs> as hobby time. Um, but what I am... And I'm like, they've got the um, Realm Gate and Ophidian Archway on order... And those, like, I, I quite like to paint scenery, but again, I need a context for it. Now, what I was thinking about doing, and we meant you mentioned it on the show, didn't you? No yeah. one's really painting the corn stuff. 
I'm really tempted to do quick and dirty corn. Well, it's funny you should say that because we have had. I put a quick sort of Twitter message out um, on the the Face Hammer one, saying like, if you've got any sort of any questions about painting, and we've actually got a guy saying, how would you recommend painting the corn models in the Age of Sigmar? I want to get them to a good table standard, but quickly. So, how would you recommend that, Russ? Oh, uh, difficult. On the spot, man, on the spot. Well. We can come back to it in a second if you no, want. No, 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 it's fine. I have thought about it, obviously. Um, we'll obviously build the models. That, that would help. Um, Lord Celestant is the guy's name, just in case. So, Lord Celestant. Well, why is he painting the corn, then? I have no idea, man. He should be painting the... Like, fucking get on the hammer filth, shouldn't he? Yeah. But, <laughs> it should be all about the retributors! Fucking double-handed... And the liberators! I don't, did you ever play the Space Hulk, uh, Space Hulk computer game? When you used it really fucking old school, and you'd click on the Terminator... And it'd be like Ezekiel. That I, well, all the names for these units, I just think they sound like that. It's like <laughs> Damocles. <laughs> it's like what's the name of the fucking arrow guys that come Lioness. in? Lioness. Fucking shooty dudes. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Judicator? That's the fucker. Prosecutor, Liberator, Judicator. I honestly think they should have fucking Retributor. <laughs> it's worth playing the army just to shout these names. I get confused about which fucking bro. Lord Renactor. Because they're all like the same fucking name, aren't they? Well, it's all around justice, isn't it? It's like Celestant. Celestant. Celebrant? Celebrant. Celebrant. Celebrant? Yeah. He doesn't like, he doesn't like the poon. Yeah, totally. If he does, he's not allowed. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, corn, right. Corn stuff. Right. So, I've been thinking a little bit about this, and what I would say is I would lay down a deep red base coat. I don't know if you've got an airbrush. If you have got an airbrush, whole red. Good colour. Good colour choice. I would have gone um, red, but that's me. Yeah, but you know, that's you. Um, I would rec... I, with me, I'm going to do mine more crimson than red. Yeah. So I want my guys to look like their armour is cut up bodies. Okay. I don't know how to describe this. I did it on my... Corn Berserkers back when I did 40k when I was like 15. And basically I had hash marks. It looked like cuts on the armour. Yeah. And I'd shaded the armour and it looked like it was slick with blood. So it had a quite sheen to it, but it was basically like... I, I'm going to do some of the corn stuff maybe at the weekend, so I'll, I'll show you my idea. Um, obviously that's not a quick thing. No. Um, if I was doing it quickly, I would go, I would go on to... Games Workshops, how to paint guys, <laughs> and I would follow it. Follow the guys. Because to be honest, it would be that quick. They look good, they're quick, they're easy, it's explained. You don't you can switch your brain off, you don't have to work about what paints do I use. I would just do that and and you will learn a bit about painting because you'll look at how Duncan Rhodes does it and go, Okay That makes sense. That makes total sense. And I would definitely recommend that. They're really good videos. I think they, they did well. I mean, if you wanted to follow that guide, you wouldn't go far wrong. I mean, I think for me, I'd do something similar to you, Russ. I'd, I'd, I'd probably use a P3 Sanguine base. I'd paint yeah. it that colour. And then if yeah, I was doing was quick and dirty, I'd then basically do my cheap thing, which I do, where I'd sort of control wash the lower parts of the armour with a non oil and Lamia medium wash. So then you shade it. The, the model already looks highlighted and shaded straight away. And then for skin, I'll just do my token evil skin colour, which is Rakar Flesh. Yeah. Then 
let wash it with a mixture of purple blue and um sort of like a touch of brown really watered down i then re-highlight the skin and then edge highlight pallid rich flesh and i would i would do the the skin a little bit like the the blight king future blight king video yeah and what they do on there basically they use rakar flesh um and then they paint over it i can't remember i think it's um is a flesh tone um Anyway, watch the video. Then he will do like a Drucci Violet wash, and then a Caribou Crimson wash, and then I think that's it. But I, I would then highlight it with Pallid Witch Flesh. I think he highlights it on the edges with Pallid Witch Flesh or something like that. That looks really good. It look it will look bruised. It will look... Because the guys, they've got like corn symbols cut into their scars and stuff, and if you just did like the red around that, it looks sore. They'd look like their skin is sore and bruised and it look abused. And they look pale and, and that kind of thing's really good. But basically, there is a series of videos on how to paint every single model in the Games Workshop starter set on Warhammer TV on YouTube. Just go on there. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 that will give you a great idea of how to do it, of how to go about doing it. And that may be a little bit too involved, but you can just cut some of the stages out if you don't want to go that far. Because it is, it is like every colour's got like a base coat, a wash and a highlight and maybe two wash stages or two two highlight stages so it, it may be a bit too much but they will look fantastic if you follow that and it'd be quite good fun I think that's a good way to do it um, but getting back into what we're doing yeah, I'm quite tempted to do a quick and dirty corn army because I was thinking about it I want to do army on round bases and I, I, I'm going to basically like we say about backgrounds we've got a book and I've read a bit more of this book now um but basically, I can't. I don't know what orcs are going to be. I don't know what the undead stuff's going to be. Or what what that's going to look like. I, can't, I don't know about the dwarfs. I don't know about the elves. I don't know about the the sort of the red slayers, whatever they're called. Ogres. I kind of think they're not going to change massively. How do I base them? Where are they? Where are they fighting from? I don't know. I know what the Stormcast Eternals are. I can yeah. totally get behind that. I just don't like the models. Um, I think. We we talked about it off air, didn't we? And I think uh, uh, Greg Dan's mentioned it today on Twitter. They're they're easy to paint for beginners, I think. Yeah. But for me, I think the models are too. I'm not saying they haven't got enough detail on, but it's like. I don't know. They're too. I don't want to use the word basic, but. but they they, are, they, they feel a little bit like that. They're very. I think that they, they wanted a simplistic. They wanted spot. a space marine. They wanted a space marine. They wanted a style that would that people would instantly you know what they are looking at them, and it would be a classic to people who yeah you know you like that sort of thing. And I think they've achieved it. I think with like you know with bowls on it. Oh, I think they're really cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I think they're really cool. I like the fluff. The more I've read about the fluff, the more I like it. But I don't like good guys. No, that's not you. I, I'm not me. Um, the red slayers. Or the, there's a little bit in the book and it says that they fight for Urgold and they'll fight for either side. I quite like that. You're going to do a dwarf army, man. I can see it happen. Well, I was thinking with my corn, if I do them in like a pl- the plane of fire, yeah, because that's where they're fighting in the story, yeah, and I can do like blood pools or not lava, but look like blood, and I'm going to do like bronze spikes sticking out of it, so it looks like the, the sort of corn sort of seep corrupting the ground around them. That's cool, man. And then I I want to do... I was thinking I could do a corn army, so I'm going to do like some blood letters, um, some of the corn marauders, so at the basic start set stuff. 
add in I've got like uh, some crushers, add in a bloodthirster, add in some well, the, um, the new ones, the, the bloodletters, the yeah skull reapers or yeah. or the skull the skull takers, whatever the ones with the flails and the ones yeah. with the the blades. Probably add in a few of that. I might want a second set of the box set basic infantry, but I don't want all the characters again. So I'm hoping they're going to release the the guys with the spike fist gauntlets as a separate box set. I hear mumblings from our favourite Twitter leaker, Lady Atia, that there's going to be it's going to be corn all next month, isn't it? Or like chaos next month. So. Yeah, I hope so. And, and like, I I really like the flesh hound that's on the Lord's yeah. like base. If they do a unit of them all over that, um, but I think I could do round bases. I don't have to do loads of models. I literally I only want like another five of those like warrior dudes, five of the elite infantry guys. 20 Marauders, the characters, the beast, um, a Bloodthirster, probably 20 Bloodletters, three Crushers, you know, about something like that. No, nothing massive. You know, five Flesh Hounds, they come out, whatever. Um, and it will then, because I've got my demons all done on that cork basing with the accent, so like my, my Nurgle are got slime pools with tentacles, my Zinch have got crystals, yeah. they're all based around the same colour palette with a tint towards one of the colours of the gods so what I'm going to do is I'm probably going to rebase all my Nurgle stuff onto rounds yeah. basing exactly the same that's going to be a little bit painful but mm. I've got a lot of it <laughs> so then I will my warriors that are on snow basing with black armour on slate I will put them onto the Zinch-style cork with crystals. Yeah. So this gives me a massive Chaos Army. Massive. Um, and the reason I can throw myself into Chaos is because I know they are Chaos, and they're not changing. I don't have a lot of Sunesh stuff, so the whole Sunesh being missing thing doesn't really bother me. It's never been a god that I've really... Like throw myself behind in the past. It's always been about Zinch Nurgle for me. Corn's yeah. one of those armies that I've always wanted to do, but I've never liked them in the game because they've always been frenzied and and yeah. just annoying and a bit derpy, like aren't they? Just like run, kill stuff. And as well, where I used to work in the shop, like um, my mate used to paint every army he did black and red. Yeah. So me doing a black and red army uh, just to put me off, really. But I'm I'm a little bit excited about it. I'm still not definitely going to do it. But um, right there, you just I need to paint. I'm going to paint this unit of five guys, the 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 warrior warriors, not not the marauders, yeah. um, and see how they feel. If I like doing it, I might paint an army. That'd be cool, because you've got lots of stuff you can add to it. You said about, like, a unit of crushers. You know, you could even add, like... Because I think that in game terms now, the the blood letter on blood crushers are still viable. And yeah, well, I'd probably do a unit of each. Like, yeah. three on the three warrior crushers and three of the... Well, blood crushers and skull crushers, so three of each. You know, get, so, a, get a fucking auto-wing cannon in there as well. Well, I've got one, and I've already got it on the basin. So yeah. the skull cannon I've already got, and I've already got some blood letters. So it's not like because I've got a demon army, so I've yeah. got those bits. I just I could just I've literally got twenty blood letters cleaned up, not on bases in a box. So yeah. I could dig them out the box, do the bases, stick them on the base, away I go. All I've got to decide is my red recipe, 
and what I'm probably going to do is airbrush down that red layer. Yeah. The brass, I'm actually going to use the, not the retributor base, but the liberator gold, the the, yeah. the layer, the, because the, the, it's a brassy oh, colour. Yes, very. It is very brassy. I'll give you that. So what I'm probably going to do is base coat the gold in, probably a Vallejo Air brass colour. I think it's called brassy brass. That's the, yeah, it's really good. Now that brassy brass is P3, isn't it? I think. Um, the, no, yeah. brassy brass gamer. Yeah. Right. And then I will highlight it with that um, liberator. Liberator, and then do like a small, Ooh. tiny bit of aluminium into that, and then I will basically wash that down and I might even verdigree it depending on what I'm doing it's a spot colour because it's a nice offset to the red as well yeah. and, and to be fair as well like um, I want to use blood for the blood god you're going to blood him up oh I'm going to blood him up yeah. they're going to be gore slick motherfuckers um, cool. I, I really like blood for the blood god I used it a lot on my Nurgle stuff and I know people talk about Tamiya smoke and Tamiya clear I just find it does that job it just does it without <laughs> without smelly Again, can't can't have children in California or whatever's on the warnings on the back of the fucking yeah packet. Um, That's how you know I've got one in front of me. I think it says it may cause birth defects in California. In the state of California, this could cause birth defects. If you're not in California, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, but um, to be honest, like I, Tamiya smoke, Tamiya clears goopy. It's a bit. I don't know. It's all right. It's fine. I mean, it's it was great back when there wasn't all these other new technical paints out there, and and so the GW paint range is just amazing. So um, I'm thinking I'm going to airbrush down the reds. So I'm going to use wash glazes to shade all the armor, do line highlight, edge, do all the edging, um, and get, go go with that. And the bases already know I'm going to paint those because I've done I've already done that base before. Um, I'm going to make the spikes coming out of the pools probably out of sprue. So yeah. I'm just going to get some sprue and just just use a knife, take a knife to it to to whittle it into spikes, uh, and probably paint those brass as well. So it looks like um, it looks like brass sort of spikes pushing out of the ground. That seems um, cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, almost just they're so like so much fury coming from them that there's blood seeping out of the ground where these spikes have kind of pierced up through the earth and it's just created a pool of blood, almost like their corns almost like stabbing the the ground around them. I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of just want to go all out. I've got my corn die shaker coming. I've got my combat gauge coming. I've got two corn wristbands. I've got my corn pin badge. I just do corn. Um, and I kind of want to sort of uh, sort of do it for a bit of fun. And I w- I'm not going to get it done for Clash, but it would be interesting if I could get it done for Clash. But I can't mix Demons and Warriors at Clash, so it's kind of like, well, just do it for fun. But actually, also... Um, I think for us, if you're doing the Stormcast guys, yeah, my motivation would be to play the story. Yeah, that's what I, I think. What I'm gonna like me and you spoke off air. It was a case of like perhaps because I'm not all in yet. You know, it would be good to just sort of like assemble the army, get my army assembled, you know, get it all based, and then we can start playing. Like you know, maybe spend like a, a come over like one weekend and actually play through the the, the, the missions in the book. You know, yeah, I, I, I kind of want to get you balls deep. <laughs> Uh, into Age of Sigma not not into me Um, it's going to take a lot of fucking money (laughs) (laughs) Matt I wouldn't pay you okay okay (laughs) we're not not going down that route 
No, no. But well, it's just me and you talking, which it no, is. No, it's, it's a bit gay, isn't it? It's just a bit gay. I'm yes. recording this. This is going to go out. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think what I would say as well, if you haven't got the Age of Sigmar book, is definitely give it a read, because I've been reading a little bit more, and I, I, I know in the last show I said some things and some of it wasn't right, but... <laughs> um, it's kind of... I can see what they're doing. Basically, there's this place called the Nexus, which yeah. is not very... It's called the All Points. And this is like a gateway of all the portals that goes to all the eight realms. Yeah. Now, if you look at the Chaos Star, it's a circle with eight points coming off of it. Yeah. Hmm. 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 Mm. Interesting. And I think the idea is that what Chaos want to do is they want to bring join all the realms into chaos and just basically becomes one big realm of chaos so they call it the all points now because they they took this and basically spoiler alert in the fluff Nagash betrays Sigmar and that and he basically that's why they lost the battle at this all points location which is why Sigmar retreated because basically he was fucked off and he went into the realm of death to try and bitch slap Nagash and Nagash just hid like a little bitch and then um, basically um, Sigmar basically come back from his rage and Chaos had basically fucked everything and he was like oh shit I probably should have like paid attention to the battle and not just gone off in a big fucking hissy fit um, but as I'm reading more of the fluff I'm getting more involved in it I'm kind of I'm getting a little bit more invested in it. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to do death when it comes. Chaos and death always been my two things, so I'm definitely going to concentrate on those. I'm going to probably dally with the the elves when they come out. You know, put a, see what happens because I've noticed, like me and you spoke, there's no pictures of any elf models in no. any of these books. So when the, how that, tempted are you to do like a Sylvan F force though? Because you've already got a lot of that, right? I've got so many wood elf stuff. I bought that wood elf army, man. I could rebase it all and paint it. In the it. back of the book, they talk about... There's a lot of into the lore of, of Gur, 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 um, life, where basically you've got um, the Sylvaneth, and they're going to release more tree spirit stuff. They're bound to. If, if, if they... If they Fight in Nurgle? If they hit out hey. with, like, you know, some good tree kin models and Who's stuff. Who's got a load of fucking Nurgle stuff? Oh, that'd be me. That'd be you, yeah. So we could even play that. It might give me motivation to paint the Glockkin. Yeah, I've got two tree men, fucking sat in boxes. You could get that. Um, you could get that formation done with the tree lord and the uh, the Sylvanath wood, and the, and I could get my blight kings out. I've got five more blight kings on the sprue. I'd get those done. That's ten. Got a rot spoon. Yeah. I'll get smashed up by fucking Nurgle filth. Nurgle filth. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we it, would make it fun. We we would tone it to make it. Balanced. I can't play you in our fun rest. Yes, you can. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you love getting your back door smashed in. That's fine. Yeah, if I can, I don't. No, but I I want to get like the scenery as well because yeah. like the, you know you've got the um in the book you've got the brass keep stuff the cornate stuff. I'd love to make a corn fort. It'd be amazing. We do what we do is that we'll play pre the missions and I'll I'll pick up some of the portals um at some point after I see how much what my money situation is like at the end of this week. <laughs> and mate, you need to be spending that money on Jane. I know. <laughs> <laughs> already it's going to cripple me financially but oh. um, yeah it's like I'm going to probably hit up Byron again because I haven't gave him uh, enough of my money this month they're um, crazy right yeah I know and um, get some of the get some of the portals done because I think they'd be cool if we could have like you've got two portals I've got two portals yeah and I've got an Ophidian archway coming yeah um, you know, I want to do a realm of battle board in the corn style with the blood pools yeah because um, 
uh, Byron did a really cool thing where he poured like Tamiya clear red into the cracks on the board. Yeah, and it just looks fucking ace. And I've got a whole pot of it that I'm not really going to use anymore. So I might yeah, just use it on that. Side, man, it is really, it really does say on there that this can cause birth defects. The shit. It's yeah, no, I'm also kidding. It's but it only says in California, right? Yeah, this product contains chemicals which are known in the state of California to cause cancer, birth defects, and other repro- uh, reproductive harms. There you go. So in California, it's bad. Yeah. Or they only know about it in California, and everyone else is ignorant, even though it's on the back of the bottle. Yeah, totally fucking yeah, t- shit. Mate, it's on there because in California, they're just it's like lawsuit city. Yeah. Um, California yeah. by legal marijuana. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you? Okay. Yeah. Can't you do it everywhere? No, no, no. You have to. Unless you've got a license or something. Yeah, no. You have to get like a, one of these cards because like, they were trying when I was out what, there. Like a stoner card. Yeah, I was out there for like three months, and they were like, "You've got a stomach condition. Do you want like you know?" Do, 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 yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, do do you have? Uh, are you a member of the stoner club? Yeah, yeah. I remember. California homegrown. Come trip. this way. Come this way yeah. for your stoner experience. Um, would you would you like would you like some some white widow? Yeah. <laughs> want to get it? Like some my sticky mate. black. But my mate's out there at the moment in San Francisco. Oh, really? And he's doing, like, uh, he makes phone apps, and he's, like, you know, he's been turned down a job at Facebook. He's really computer savvy. And right. he, like, messaged me, and he's like, yeah, I've, um, I've actually now been, like, you know, medically I have to have marijuana. And I was like, why? And he goes, because I get anxious. And I'm like, do you think that's because you're living in San Francisco on your own for the last three years when you're from England? Which means the Forest of Dean. Which means for the forest. He's like, maybe, maybe. So basically maybe. he orders it off his, an app on his phone, and a guy oh, delivers cannabis to him. Amazing. Drugs are bad, okay? Don't, bad. Do, don't do drugs. It's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't help the creative process, believe me, I know. Um, I used to be in a band, and it was fucking disaster. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I think from a hobby point of view, I'm quite excited about... Can, can we do it? Are we going to do it on air? Are we going to agree to this? Oh, no, man, because yeah, I'll, I'll fucking end up doing something else. I'm going to be the gore and I'm you're... painting like the, the Sigmarine stuff, so I'm going to try and on. get motivated and finish the box. I've, I've named you Liberator Martin. So you've Let's got, uh, Liberator Martin. Liberate, um, liberate your hobby. Go on. Do we'll, we'll play. We'll we'll play the free the missions and stuff. Do I need to make it fun? Do I need to let you win? And no. then you'll you'll be excited. No, no don't let, let me win. I have to do it slightly. Don't let me win. Oh no! I totally should have charged there. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I know it won't. Right? Mate, I used to work happened? in GW and I had to throw a game. Uh, no, you fucking don't. Because what will happen is I'll start rolling some fucking hot dogs and you'll, the face will descend and you'll be right. like fucking right. throwing shit around and telling me to not use those dice again. You smashed me up the first game we played of Age of Sigmar. Yeah, and then you realised what you were doing and then I haven't won again. No, I didn't. Well, a little bit. <laughs> Bit. You you got all like, ah, oh, my my Thunder Kitty Lord Celeste is so fucking good. He's just going to go across the board on his own. Oh, yeah. I die, and that's kind of the most important model in my army. I still made it hard for you, though. Right? Yeah, always. Oh, you mean in the game? Yeah, yeah. Stop being fucking gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lifestyle choice. Yeah, that's a lifestyle. <laughs> right. Um. On that note. Uh, we'll have a break, uh, and I think we're going to have a special guest after the break. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a special guest after the break. And we'll do a little Ooh. chat with him, and yeah, that'll be the end of the show. Okay, we're back, and we're joined by special guest, Rich Payne. How you doing? Hello, yeah, not bad, Russ. Um, nice, thanks for having me on. No, it's alright, we thought you'd get you on. I mean, we were going to do it to try and get some more votes, but obviously that we lost that 
miss that yes, boat. That so, uh, <laughs> I'm, op- I'm open to corruption and bribes, don't worry. Yeah, I, I've heard. just said that before, man. Fuck. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you were the fucking one anyway. Um, so, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're based, where you play Warhammer and your blog? Just, just talk about yourself, really. It's what we yeah. do. Cool. Right. Okay. Well, I always like to talk about myself. Um, I'm I'm Rich Payne. I'm from Scotland. Um, I've been playing Warhammer for probably too long, as many other people are. Um, I've gone through the, the but not usual... anymore. <laughs> well, Warhammer as a brand, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I've done the usual. Um, cliched thing went did it at high school dropped it when she got girls and booze got back into it when you found out girls and booze isn't everything and then what do you mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. don't dispel <laughs> the myth for the rich <laughs> listeners out there Shh, don't, don't tell my wife to be no. <laughs> yeah, I was you just said that your wife's not in the room now it's like yeah girls and booze aren't everything yeah exactly yeah, she, she can't, she can't, she can't quite me I'm hiding in the other end of the house yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so I probably started formally painting, maybe, um, start 8th edition, got back into it, started up a blog, was terrible to begin with, um, but slowly got better, each army improved, added new things and tried out new things, but yeah, it's 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 been a good wee thing, slowly dipped my toe into tournaments, built up, and just as things are starting to build up at the end times, I reached the crescendo of Sheffield, and yeah, it's then... good to meet you there finally. Yeah, it was nice to meet you guys too. Um, and then from that point, yeah, things things in the Warhammer world's kind of spiralled a little, but that's it that definitely that. was the end times. Yeah, it was <laughs> the end times. Um, yeah, um, I had a good time. I, I pushed, I pushed um, ogres about. I got up to lofty heights of table four at one point, and then Luke, Bor- Luke Morton smashed me right back down to reality. Oh, you got smashed by Mister Four Hundred himself. Oh god, it was awful. I, I don't think Luke will mind me saying this, but it was literally the worst game of Warhammer I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> was that that due to how how he basically used like a bath sponge to? Did you know he didn't have that? It was what no, we that was him, wasn't, wasn't it? it? No, he did have. He had a quite a nice looking sponge, though, didn't he? For the for his herdstone. Yeah, Steve Wren had given it to him, and I was oh, Steve, Steve Wren. It's always Steve Wren. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's, get, let's not talk about him on this show. I'm so yeah, surprised no, he didn't no the fucking painting boat. Anyway, yeah. you know, because um, you mentioned Luke, his ears have pricked up somewhere. He's like, someone's talking about me. I'm gonna get a text <laughs> off him in a minute. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your blog then. So you started up a blog, and and what? Why? Uh, That's probably a bit of an odd question, but it probably is a good question. <laughs> I I don't really know. At first, it was just to sort of spout rubbish and get get people to give me some feedback on what I was doing, and you know, it, it took a long time for it to build up. Um, Do you find probably... it motivates you though? Yes, definitely. Like setting myself targets, which I then fail, but at least like I get, <laughs> at least I get, you I get... document it so everyone knows you're a failure. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally did it today, and I know that I'm going to fail. A I've just of seen them. that hobby plan. Yeah, it's it's, it's <laughs> like four weeks before the wedding. Am I an absolute idiot or what? But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, we'll see how I get on with those. But fingers crossed. But yeah, motivate me. Get get sort of feedback on stuff and. Yeah, I mean, it took a long time to build up, and it was pretty god-awful to begin with, and um, looking back on some of the things I did at the start, reading reading some of the stuff I wrote, oh, good God, I really knew nothing. But, but that's nah. why you do these things. Yeah, exactly. You only um, get better at it by doing it. Oh, definitely. And, I mean, 
when you see, like, when I did my first 8th edition army, which was um, Lizardmen, it's the first time I'd actually ever used a wash, um, and that's three and a half years ago. So in that time, I think I've developed quite a bit from then, and, you know, it's it's been it's been good progress, and, it, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed doing it, and it's been great having a lot of people. In the past year, it's really sort of taken off quite a bit, and... A couple of months ago, got approached by a few people to sort of join up. Steve Wren, who he who shall not be named, was one of the first as well. Um, well it's fine. We like Steve Wren. Even just, yeah. just give them shit. It's <laughs> I'm supposed to be contributing at some point as well, aren't I? But I've just been lazy. Well, well I'm slowly guilting you into that. Really, that was the objective yeah. of this, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so, I've been asked. Oh, well, <laughs> actually, that that's Lazy's fault. I asked him to ask you. So, um, oh, yeah, we'll put, definitely. We'll yeah. put him, yeah, we'll blame we'll blame him. I'm fucking uh, I'm hogging the like limelight for myself because yeah, like I'm unknown and I compared to like surrounded by the giants of Warhammer on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm not that fat, come on. <laughs> oh maybe I am. Okay. Uh, so um so let's just get a little bit techy. Mm-hmm. So if you're a hobbyist out there and you want to do a blog. Yep. How how'd you go about it? Come on, just give people like a little quick and dirty how would you go about doing it? Right. I, well, I would look at one of the big, the big sort of blogging sites. Like, there's WordPress. There's um, there's Google Blogger, which is what I use. Um, a lot of the tools are built into that. It gives you a load of templates, and all you really need to do is come up with probably a logo. But even that, you don't even really need to do. You could you could kind of do what I did and steal 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 a cool image and then put, put your text over the front of it. Um, yeah. And that's that's the kind of start with it. Um, do you need to have like um, like a website to host on, or or does that done through the service? Does it cost money? I mean, what, what sort of things? It, it costs zero to do it, and Google's Google does it kind of for you. It's all hosted there, so it's it's hosted by proxy. But right. um, you don't need any kind of technical knowledge, really. It's more just typing, <laughs> um, spend a bit of time on it. If you want it to be really like well connected and get people going to drive in traffic, then it's all about naming images and yeah. putting and hammering in keywords and labels in particular. That's the most effective one. Yeah. But that's you know that's, that's secondary really more than just yeah. getting the blog out there. So so if you so for someone who wanted to start up a blog, then you you just recommend going to what, what the Google Blogspot yeah, Google, is it? Or yeah, is it? yeah, Google Blogspot or Blogger, and um, that's the same. And, the and same then thing. just I'm sure there's guides on there of how you do. It. I mean, I've looked at WordPress before, so that seems fairly straightforward um so yeah i just thought i because i know we talk about blogs and things and i know people i spoke to in the past they've been like oh, i'd love to do that but they don't know how or they don't know how to go about doing it so it's yeah. literally just go to a website and yeah it's really and... easy the the sort of format when you're when you're creating your blog post it's kind of just like an online version of word yeah. Um, and really, you just, you just, if you're good at Word, you can, you'll do a decent blog, really. And I mean, I've gone through a couple of different iterations of it. It got an overhaul a couple of months ago after, um, it was Jack Spedding said, um, the, the website was looking a bit naff and he was right and spent a bit of time on it, changed the formats and it, it looks a lot better now. It's still, still not perfect, but you know, it's like you say, it's, it's an iterative process and slowly things get better, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, um, all right, cool. So that that's that's a bit about you and, and your blog and stuff. So, Age of Sigmar, what's mm. your thoughts? 
mixed bag, really. Um, I'm, I've gone balls deep. I've got, I've got a lot of Sigmarines. I, I did see. Didn't you buy like three starter sets? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, do you want to see worse? When I was at the height of my painkiller fueled <laughs> lack of sleep, I built it all and scraped it all in one night. Fucking uh, hell. Yeah, so. Uh, I've yeah. Five models, and I want to punch myself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> those, those wings on the, the prosecutors. Um, I love how it's all legal terms, by the way. That's, that's got me like yeah. shouting, shouting things at my opponents. We, we, like, were, um, we were just doing that. Did you ever play the Space Hulk computer game? No, when you When you selected the, the Terminator, it would say their name in like a really cheesy voice. It'd be like, Lioness and Ezekiel. Yeah. I just think when you use move units, you're going to activate these liberators. It's like, <laughs> that's the only reason I'd want to play them. Well, that's the thing. I've, I've started referring to my prosecutors as prosecutor generals and just um, <laughs> wait, wait to get my opponent. The prosecutor will now see you. You've been this. served. Yeah. So. Have you started painting any of those fucking winged bastards yet? No, not yet. Leave him till the leave him till the end. Oh, sounds like a terrible idea. You did Les. not enjoy painting that guy, did you? <laughs> I, I fucking wish I never painted it. I just I've done three ish, and I fucking it killed me. I just don't want to paint him anymore. <laughs> well, you got to because I've got to do my gore tide, and you've got to do them, and we've got to play for the missions. Yeah, I, grey plastic's cool though, right? Nah. Yeah, spray it silver, done. <laughs> <laughs> spray it retributor armor. Yeah, um, yeah. So, <laughs> if you buy so, three cans, you can buy a box set. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so overall on it though I mean yeah I mean I think the biggest thing for me was sort of the this, the background the loss of the actual old world that the moments the the sort of thing I'm not as happy with but it's a bit of an come. abyss isn't there because it, yeah. it's you're going from 30 years of richness to a two books yeah well <laughs> that's the thing I mean I mean I I got into it I, I, it was the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and then Someone, I can't remember, I think I was reading a PlayStation magazine and saw Shadow of the Horned Rat. And oh, was, what a game. Oh, it was amazing. You can get it on GOG. Yeah, so I was seeing a link to that the other oh, day. I, and I, was I, like, really, oh. I was really tempted. I was like, oh, better not. I used to play that on my brother's PC, which I think was a P90. I say play it, I mean try and play it. Mm. And you'd, you'd be like, you'd cast like Curse of Anri here on something, and it'd be like going through your speakers, like... <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like the whole game would just freeze up you're like oh why did I cast a spell because yeah. I want to win but I, oh. <laughs> oh, it was an amazing game and you'd cast them um, what was it Flying Bower the glitchiest spell ever yeah. <laughs> oh my god I'm stuck in a windmill brilliant <laughs> right. I used to it's as hard now as it was then because it was fucking difficult back apparently in the day apparently it's it, you, I mean it, the, the direct port I, I almost downloaded it at the weekend I, I was I was that close um I might do it this weekend. I don't know. It's a bit of nostalgia. I kind of want to get it and just be like, yeah, Warhammer's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah. So my mind. Sorry, off a tangent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, game-wise, I've played quite a few games of it now. Um, we've, got, we've got quite a good replay group up here. Um, we, we get quite a few games in. And my friend Mike and Scott, we, we play quite regularly. Um, that's Wee Man and Mike Stunt. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We um, we we play probably far too much. We're always chatting on this. Oh, no, no such thing. Just yeah. playing too much, really. I want to get my gaming group on the first into it. They don't really play games, watch up games. Um, mm-hmm. but obviously Warhammer was so inaccessible to get into that 
the, the old edition of it that this this is actually something I could see them playing. So, oh yeah, I mean the barrier to entry has just been cut right down, and like you know you could get. I mean, I reckon at a push, I could I could get my girlfriend to learn how to play. Well, that's it, what they were saying on Dwellers. The guy was like, his wife's expressed an interest that he's been playing one, been with her for like seven years. And she's never had an interest before. And I think there's a stroke of genius by Games Workshop. And I just hope they polish off the game and in terms of they put the the bits in that we want as experienced gamers. Correct. Yeah. But I they mean, might not. And but that'll come down the, to the community to do that then. And, I, and to be honest, after playing like looking at the Clash Comp, playing one game, I know it's only one game, uh, but actually by having a look at it and getting the gist for it, I can actually see the game working on a competitive level with a community-based pack. And even yeah. if it's not the same every event, I mean, I think you could easily have events. And maybe the events would shift more towards the sort of, not quite the Mingvitational level of hobby, but maybe the Blood and Glory style mm-hmm. sort of hobby focus. So it's a bit more, there's a bit more to the scoring system rather than just gaming. Yeah. Then there's more emphasis on people not to be a douchebag with their lists so that the comp doesn't have to be as robust. Oh, definitely. I mean, we've um, we've played on a few different compacts so far, and we've tried out. We tried the first scenarios at the weekend. There, what we did is we had kind of like forty k objectives. So there was yeah. a couple of couple of points on the map. If you're if you're within three inches of that, you score it. And there was like, if there's another enemy within there, you negate it. And there's there's the beginnings of something there, and it, we just basically said. However many objective points you score by the end of the game, that determines the winner. Nothing to do with how many you kill. So it's the start of something, but yeah, it needs work, obviously. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I was a bit surprised they didn't go down that whole 40k tactical objective route with Warhammer, but I guess they kind of want to keep that uniqueness to 40k. Would have been a bit like rehashing the same product into fantasy style, which... Maybe they wanted to keep it vastly different. I don't know, but maybe something like that will come. We just don't yeah. know, and that, that's anyway. I could, I could talk for two hours about that. <laughs> so yeah. let's not So, as a hobby project, then you've put hobby plan up today. Mm-hmm. So, what is this plan? What are you What are you going to? Fa- I mean, stick to, not fail. <laughs> well, well, I'm work right as we speak. I'm finishing off my guild ball teams. That's stage one of the plan. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. I've got. Um, I've dipped my toe a little bit into Darklands. Um, oh really? So yeah. Like, is that are you playing the game system as well? I've not even read the rules. No. <laughs> the models look pretty. Um, I've got a Guthwolf, one of the werewolfy sort of things here. Yeah. Um, uh, it's really really nice model. So I'm painting that up. Um, I got the the Kickstarter that was just done recently. I, I, I went in on that to get the Anglekin, so I'm going to get those eventually. Um, we, we had fun just going through the website and trying to pronounce the names. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> a, a Scot trying to pronounce Welsh is like the worst idea in the world. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised I mean, they don't come and hunt you down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you'll have subtitles for this episode for me being on it, but um, <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think that works over the power of audio. But <laughs> we'll find a way. It'll be cool. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I've I've been I've got some Miss Miniature or Bane Lord or Bane Legion, whatever iteration of model um, uh, models, and they're actually really nice, really nice resin casts. And I've I was listening to the Black Sun podcast today, uh, and they were talking about them going for a metal Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say if you, they're really nice models. I've not played the game, um, but it definitely is something that I've been interested in, and I, I, I sort of know. I don't know Rob Lane that well, but I know Timmy quite well, and 
I'd say that, you know, I, I think the guys, they obviously care a lot about this product. It's been many years in development and the making and the models are gorgeous. So, uh, yeah, I'd say if anyone's interested, go pick some up and just put some paint on them. Really yeah, nice. definitely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my, um, that's my sort of objective at the moment is just, just paint the pretty models really. They look nice. Um, the, the quality of this one, it was a, it was a resin one I got of this one. And it's, it did need a bit of filling, a bit of tweaking, but really mm. the, the detail and the Christmas of it, it's, it's up there with Forge World. It's, it's the head over to heels better than fine cast anyway, but. Let me want to talk about fail cast on this show. Oh, oh God. I almost, I almost melted it the other day, just try to bend it back in place. Well, I've seen, cast. I've seen people's model get melted in the back of the car in hot countries yeah. and stuff, so. I think anyway. it's like 40 degrees, it starts to turn liquid, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah. Anyways, it's gone. Mm. Yeah, move on. So, um, yeah, and then you've got something about painting the Necron Battlefleet Gothic fleet. Yeah, um, Battlefleet Gothic's like when I was getting into the hobby. Um, oh, tell me about that, it. Oh, I saw that and oh my god! And like, I went in and played a trial game, and it was like I'd must have watched Star Wars the night before. It was great, so that was really really good. Um, and I thought, oh well, one day I'd like to I'd like to be able to have a wee go on those. Um, and Necrons are bent, aren't they? Let's be believe, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was always the, the pipe dream there. So, looking forward to doing those. Um, get them, get them done up. They shouldn't, they shouldn't take too long at all. No, they're um, pretty quick. You've got spray and base my AOS Sigmarite army. Yeah, well, there's, there's a load of them there to do. So, so what um, are you gonna, how are you gonna go about painting them? Because I see you've got them in plastic. What are you gonna spray them then? What are you gonna do? Got an airbrush right. or are you? No, no, I'll, I'll, um, I'll probably just do it with a, a canister of um, silver spray. Are you going to go for silver armor then? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've done one one test model. Oh yeah, test. of course, for the the one in the competition, you could do it in that same scheme then. Yeah, I like that. And what I kind of thought was pretty cool is um, I went and did that, and then they released the sort of other chapters, for lack of a better term. Uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think the term is um, conclave, I believe, oh, or conclave. is it or is it chamber? No, it's chamber, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that sounds, that sounds believable as a, <laughs> a jump. Yeah. So um, I kind of like that. My Scott plays a lot of Nurgle, so it kind of fl- went into that theme. And um, I noticed then you copied that that color scheme, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, um, it, wasn't, it wasn't really. Uh, my, mine's kind of black and non-metallic. And, yeah, you, yeah, I look at Lyra, she's just a lot better painted. Yeah, well, I just want to be like you, really, so. Don't yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure about the eyes. Is the only thing. Yeah, the glowing. Yeah, I don't know if that worked. Eh? That's kind of. That are you going to do that on the arm, or are you going to knock that on the head? I think I'll knock that on the head. I think yeah. I'll get. Yeah, I think that's dead. It it just didn't. I don't know the, the glowiness. I don't know. I couldn't pull it off right. I don't think. No, I think it. Um, it kind of. I don't know. I don't think it worked entirely. Okay. I don't think it needs it to be honest. No, with no, the blue that you've got there, I think like you know, the, if you have all the shields that way, and you know you've got that blue nailed from your the, your empire army, so you know. Yeah, I think the blue is is gorgeous. That that is really nice. Oh, cheers. So. Um, yeah, it, look, I just finished an empire army, and it was kind of. <laughs> I've been painting everything blue now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I mean, it's, I, I I can be a bit guilty of that in my color palette choices. Yeah. Um, while I kind of want to go to do a corn army so I can go really like, like warm or, or ragey hot, I should say. Yeah. Ragey yeah. hot colours. Um, yeah, so, well, I think 
that basically sums up. But you're basically you're 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 embracing Age of Sigmar. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm, def- I'm going to give it a, a good fair go. Um, I'm not. Um, I don't want to. There's, I've got too much invested in it, like personally, <laughs> to totally. just to just say, oh, I'm not doing this. It's not. It's not for me. I'm going to give it a good try. Going to do. I mean, Games Workshop have got so far behind it. I mean, knocking down their Space Marine and putting up a Sigmarine outside. That that's a huge business statement. Yeah. Um, They've they've done a lot with this, and I, I think it deserves a bit of time. You know, I'm not going to say that I'm not doing it anymore just because, you know, it, it's uh, on yeah. launch. It wasn't as good as it could be. You know. Well, I think to be honest, most games when they launch on, probably don't have as big an impact to what Age of Sigma did. I mean, Byron was saying how much he sold on that weekend. It was crazy. No, I can imagine. Um, <laughs> and I I would say that I would rather embrace it. And get get on board, than sit and be a hater. Because um, the end of the day, like, it's Games Workshop's been such a big part of my life. I don't, I don't want it to end, and I don't. I'm not scared of change. Change is fine, you know. Um, and I've still got like the, all the memories of the old tournaments and games and the world. It's not like it goes away. It's not like I can't read my Black Library novel if I want you know, on the gash if I want to. You know, it's fine. It's still there. Oh, exactly. I mean. So, I mean, I um, I helped run my first tournament I've ever run actually at the weekend with um, the guy Callum up here. Um, That's we Todd were... Hammer, right? Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. Um, was that eighth edition or was that Age of Sigmar? It was eighth edition because we'd announced it quite a while ago, and um, we actually were using it also as a sort of practice for our ETC team in Scotland. So um, we used that comp, and it was yeah. it was good. It was good, and it was the best thing about it was you were speaking to all these guys, having a laugh, and. You know, you were you were ribbing all the like if the ETC boys weren't winning their games, you were giving them a good ribbon. All the people that you know, there's a lot of people there. We're all good friends. Everyone knows each other by first name. Yeah, I've got great. a lot of time for you. Lot of you got uh, north yeah. of the border, I should say. The ETC um, team that I played with at Six Nations were were top blokes as well. Like they're all really really safe guys. You know, I think with um, you know the, the the team as a whole should be you know. I'm not sure they'll take it away this year. I'd love to see them do well, but I, I, you know, I think that you're in a good, strong position. So I think they're generally doing well if they've drink, drunk a bottle of whiskey by the second game. That's yeah, generally how they, how they, how they, <laughs> they go about their ETC experience. Um, but yeah, I think um, that's great. I mean, your your scene up north of the borders. Uh, hopefully, it's not going to get too badly uh, mauled by the Age of Sigmar rage quit. But I guess it won't because the guys up there. are probably a bit more positive in general about the hobby side of it. Yeah, I know, I I know so. I've seen Neil Peckett's been quite positive on there as well. And I don't know yeah. how Pash is feeling, but, you know. I'm... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think in general everyone is. I mean, we, we went through an incredibly strong phase in um, certainly 2014. We were, getting, we were getting 60 people probably every event. We were having, you know, a decent-sized event every month. So, I mean, you could, in Scotland, you could go to a 40-player event then a 60-player event. Yeah. You know, there were one days, two days here, there, and you know, there was team, there was team tournaments. Um, you know, there was singles. There was everything. It was great, and the painting scene was really taken off as well. So hopefully, it continues, and I'm certainly going to help spearhead that in Scotland. That's... I, I hope so. I think I think it's great. You guys have always got your own scene, like a scene that's bigger than some of the other countries that go to the ETC. You know, and you, I know we're right next to each other, but. In terms of like logistics wise, it it's great to have that, you know, there. almost separate. It's almost a separate scene. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. we we were talking about going up there, weren't we, for maybe yeah. to Edinburgh or something for because Neil said we could stay at his or yeah. I mean, we've been invited to go up and stay at Neil's house and go to an event up in Scotland. So hopefully we'll 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 take our Age of Sigmar force up there and uh, go and uh, crack some skulls and drink yeah. some beer. So It'd be good to hang out and stuff, wouldn't it? Just more to like see some like hang out with the guys and you know give Neil some shit because he's constantly giving <laughs> shit over Twitter. So, yeah, exactly. Always good to give Neil shit. I'd be brilliant if you guys did come up. I mean, we'd 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 sort you out. We'd make sure you had a good time. I mean, we've got we're really lucky. We've got an amazing venue, Common Ground Games in Stirling, which is mm. you know it's right in the centre of Scotland. It's you know two hours from major all the major cities, and it's got great tables, super clean, great little shop, and there great cafe as well. And you know. If it was up to me, every single tournament would be there. It's brilliant. Um, it's good to go other places, of course, but yeah, as a venue, great, great atmosphere, great people, and you know, loads of tables. It can hold sixty-four odd players, I think. So decent size as well. It's good. Oh, yeah. fantastic. So we'll def- um, yeah, we'll definitely be up at some point. Yes, um, I'm sure we'll make the trip. We we'll said we, we said that before, though. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll pick, we'll pick Byron up on the way up. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to drive up, would he? Not in his car. He'd have to remortgage or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the most fuel efficient. Um, I think that that's that'll pretty much pretty much do, I guess. Um, So thanks for coming on. And for people, is there anything you want to plug before we uh, kick you off? Um, or you... Maybe just the the painting challenge. Um, just talk talk about that for a Oh, we bit. should talk about the winner yeah, and stuff, should, yeah. shouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, we? We didn't gloss over that for a reason. <laughs> it wasn't us. Spoiler. Uh, okay, so so yeah, we we already talked about the entries actually, but maybe oh, that's good. you want to just go through the entries and and the winner and and yeah, talk about um, the next one that you're doing probably. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it started out as a wee idea a while back. Um, we were we did one for one of the, um, what was it? It was the Nurgle Chaos Lord, and we're currently doing another one for the Cult Mechanicus Domino Liberatus, some form of Latin rubbish, but um, that <laughs> lovely lovely model. Um, but um, yeah, that's the one that's currently going. That'll end at the end of the month, but. Um, the White Dwarf got released where it had the free Sigmar model. Um, I thought, well, that's a pretty good opportunity. Get it painted up. Everyone gets it a week before release. We'll give everyone a week to paint one. They don't look too hard to paint. Everyone should have a laugh. And the great thing was is everyone could be involved. So, yeah, yeah I had an amazing amount of uptake on it. Um, loads of people got involved commenting. I mean, it was it was brilliant. It was really, really cool getting the community atmosphere really with, I mean, as anyone who's fully listened to this podcast will know, the Twitter rage that week was horrific. But, yeah. but during it all, everyone was talking about these models and looking at it. It, it was really, it felt really good. It was nice, nice having everyone on to do that. Um, some of the entries were fantastic. I mean, you two guys, you're from a technical level. Your guys were absolutely excellent. Um, probably, I would say probably the two best painted ones, certainly. Um, the guy that won it, Bishmeister, he, he's a really, he's really cool to follow on Twitter actually. He usually yeah. does a, this Friday in White Dwarf and he puts up really old articles from old, old blog posts. It was, uh, from old White Dwarfs. It was great for him to be involved in it and he, he did a really cool Carl Franz conversion. It is uh, really cool. Yeah. Loads of feathers looked super, um, super cool. There's a few others really nice entries as well. Um, it was, um, it was, Chris Tomlin did quite a cool um, 
Dark Elf, Executioner, Chunky Bro. Yeah. Um, there was, oh, I'm trying to think, oh, this is really bad now. I don't remember all the entries now that I'm doing this. <laughs> well, we, we've, we've, we've kind of covered it already, but, um, there was, there was some of the ones that we picked out was, there was that, uh, the corn converted guy and you had yeah. the, um, the really sort of nice sort of pastel gray scale. Yeah. Rob Stark. And yeah. That was a nice one. Yeah. That was good. And, yeah, a few others in there, and obviously, I'd like Matt Lawrence did a, a Blood Angel. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that. That <laughs> I, was cool. I did like it a lot, actually. Um, and then, you know, we've already we've already touched about this, but I think, um, and obviously, you had um, sort of Junker, Dan Quirk, um, people like that sort of entered entered as well. Their their sort of unique take on it. And I think it was quite it was quite good to get such a big, you know, such a big amount of entries. Really, I mean, it's pretty crazy. Met people that that, that joined. You know, and, and got involved. You know, it's, it's, it's almost it, it was so much fun to be part of that with regards to the painting and checking to see the updates. And obviously, I was a little bit excitable because the the votes mm. were coming thick and fast. And I thought I, I had a feeling that Bishmaster would win just because of the, the how cool his looked. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like at one point, I felt like I was breathing down his neck a little bit, and I was like, oh, I might actually, you know. Yeah, I think at one point you were one vote behind, I think, and you were yeah. you were tied with them. Um, I think John Kerr was up there for a bit as well. Then Rush, you caught up for a while, and it was yeah. It, I think going into the last forty hours, you know, if if anyone got a surge of votes, they would win it, which was cool. So um, the thing I really liked was seeing all the the sort of different, not just color schemes, but conversions. It, yeah. it was quite cool to see how versatile that model was, and that. You know, years from now, we're going to be seeing people doing themed armies with these models. You know, you're going to have, you will have people convert them for 40k and that look badass, but you'll get, you'll get people who's going to go, right, I'm going to make a really big Norskin army or I'm going to do, I don't know, a Slanesh themed one or, you, you know, it's going to be, or rats, you know, anything, orcs in that armor, you know, it's cool. It's really, it's really I cool s- to see. I still want to see the Ulrich version. Yeah, that's so the, using the space wolf bits to do like rather than the age of Sigma, the age of Ulrich. Well, there was a guy off, um, a guy in America actually did that. He didn't get it entered in time. Oh, um, really? Oh God, what's this? he's one of the he's one of the tournament guys from over there. But yeah, he did a really cool space wolf one. He used one of the blood claw helmets. He had the thunder wolf hammer, and it looked awesome actually. I'll try I'll try and find a picture of it and tweet it to you. Um, but that was you know that was awesome seeing that. If, if only in uh, on time. Yeah, so so your next your sort of how often do you do these? Once a month then these competitions? Or? Yeah, I mean it's still in its infancy. I mean the first one was four weeks, then I decided to give a bit longer for the next one six weeks. I think that's been too long. So the impetus has been lost. And I don't know whether that was Age of Sigma or whether it was the other painting challenge, but it I doesn't think feel as four weeks is enough, maybe with a week <laughs> week yeah. heads up. I think that's enough enough. Yeah. Um so um your ne- your current one is this uh Dexter's Mechanicus Tech Priest Dominus, is that right? Correct, yep. yeah. Um, lovely model. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um but I would say yeah, if if people want to get involved, uh they can follow you on Twitter. Yep. And your what's your Twitter handle? Just it is paint underscore hammer for him. There you go. Or you they, you can go directly to the blog and you should anyway. Um <laughs> which is just paint, paint hammer, hammer. Book up. Yeah. yeah. So there, if you Google paint hammer, I'm sure you'll you'll get that. Yeah, there is a company that sells a paintbrush combined with a hammer, though. That's not me. <laughs> 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 that's amazing. 
paint-hammer.blogspot.co.uk. Yeah, 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 that's it. That's right. So, yeah, well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Oh, that's fine. Uh, well, we didn't quite get that far, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's it's been good to, to hear from you, and hopefully people can check out your website and stuff, and um, yeah, maybe uh, we'll enter another one of your competitions that I might be able to uh, do a bit better I'd, than last I'd like to time. see you do a, a painting competition with one of the corn guys from the Age of Sigma box, because the amount of corn stuff that isn't getting painted out there is right. a travesty. Oh god! I mean, that stuff is going to be so cheap on eBay right now. I so it's... want it as well. I so want the, yeah. the normal like the corn. I don't know what they're called. Blood gouges, gouges, spiky yeah. men, spike bros. So um, <laughs> spike bros. That sounds very right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think the corn models are gorgeous as well. Yeah, so. they really are. I was saying to Saint Scott the other night, you should do a, you should do a corn army, and then because they're all around bases now. You can use it in 40k as a... What's it, yeah, you could use corn, it as corn berserkers, couldn't you? Yeah, really? corn uh, demon king. Yeah, it'd work fine. Not, not a bad idea. Mm. Right. I think that'll, that'll wrap up this, this mini-sode that's turned into a three-hour marathon, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, well, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll we'll be back soon with some more podcasts. Cheers. Thanks yeah, for having me, guys. No worries.